Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet and of parts unknown, it is time for episode eight of season five of the House Divided podcast. We are here. We are back on our regularly scheduled programming or day, playing, uh, talking about sports. Sometimes. I uh, kind of have lost the intro there for a second there. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot where I was, what I was doing. We're here. The Detroit Lions are apparently on the 1 in 16 Express. Yes. Yes, they are. I Um, hope so, anyway. Not the 0-17 Express? No, I want to win at least one game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and now and now there's a chance we could still win a game and still have the number one pick, depending on how things shape, shape <laughs> out with, with what happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars and their failure at tanking. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a show today. Hopefully it's going to be a quick one. But we've got stuff to talk about, so let us get right into it with Stupid People Say Stupid Things. If I could press the right button. Jordan, uh, both of us have a few. A lot. Do you want me to go through mine first, because I have less? Sure. And I haven't opened my beer yet for yours? Yeah, yeah, you're going to need it. I may need to open mine now for my, mine. Oh, God. There we go. Minor. Oh, it was it was a week of stupid on, just, on the it, old interwebs, man. We we talked about it last week. It just seems to be getting worse every week as we get through the through the season, through the year. Stupidity stupidity is just an epidemic, man. It's everywhere. So let's start. Um My first one comes from you know him. You oh boy. Probably don't love him. Depends on the day. Horace. <laughs> who Large might, Alley fans himself. Large Alley fans who might just win win Stupid Person of the Year just by how many times he is on this segment. <laughs> Every week since we discovered he exists. No, there was a couple weeks where he was off of it. Just because it was just his normal dumb. This one... <laughs> Is just so. This is one another one of those so dumb that it makes no sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it it, it yeah. <laughs> it, it's so dumb that it just yeah yeah yeah. Because he was on another one of his. <laughs> he was on another here I'll just read it to you now I want, I am going to say this was in response to RJ Young's top 25 from this week which was oh, once again pretty stupid, bad stupidception yeah we ain't this is now, <clears throat> now let's get to Horace we ain't no 12s we still want and just beat it on misty stains by all the football points but said y'all took toast around. 
Roll Tide. Uh, I mean, hey, Alabama does score a lot of them football points. <laughs> they scored a lot of football points against Mississippi State. Um, oh, it's just Never another one of Horace's. <laughs> another, it's essentially a we didn't lose. Yeah. But our loss doesn't, doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now moving on to this individual who first time on this segment. Um. Unfortunately for him, this is in a this is in reply to the um. Tampa Bay Lightning. After the Lightning beat the Washington Capitals in overtime. Unfortunately. Uh, depending on who <laughs> you are talking about. <laughs> and I wish nothing good about the Lightning anymore. This individual is also a Tampa fan, so this just makes it dumber. His Twitter handle is NZM62209. I see. And again, first name, last name, bunch of numbers. Yeah, not even, not even first name, last name, just letters, bunch of numbers. <laughs> um, this individual tweeted in reply to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning went to took to Twitter and posted the score from their win. As as teams do. Yep. Yo, okay, sit down, buddy. If it wasn't for an inexperienced Tampa, you would never have your cup, so thank us. Uh, huh? Yeah. What what are they trying to get at? I don't know, because he replied directly to the Tampa Bay Lightning. If it wasn't for Tampa... Tampa wouldn't have their cups? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> huh. I mean, when you put it that way, I suppose he's not wrong, but I don't think that's the point he was trying to make. I don't think that's what he was trying to get at. <laughs> Coastal Carolina, 17-14. Yes. Now they need four points to cover. I know. Unfortunately. Now, this one comes from Facebook. Um, which will soon uh, probably be rebranded, but this is dumb. This yeah, right. It's from a name. Facebook for now. Named Daniel. This was um, on 11, 11 Warriors posted a, made a post about Urban Meyer winning his first NFL game, which we will talk about in a little while. Yep. This is what this man tweeted, or Facebook posted in reply. Greatest thing to ever happen to O greatest and worst thing to ever happen to OSU was this clown. The greatest thing was that he left. He brought nothing to Ohio State. <laughs> well anyway, it wasn't the best thing, according to you, was it? <laughs> he brought nothing. He brought nothing to Ohio State. Then what? What good is there to be had? That he left. That 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 was the the worst thing. His reference apparently was the worst thing was that Urban Meyer came to Ohio State, and the best was that he left. Huh. At least I'm assuming that's his logic. I man. Um, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer won a college football national title for Ohio State. Yes. Yes, he did. And seven Big Ten championships and a couple Rose Bowls. Unfortunately, yes. Again, <laughs> depending on who you're speaking to. He, he won <clears throat> some things. 
Now, my fourth. Third. Oh fourth. Think fourth. Yeah, fourth. Um, this is a two for one. One is the Detroit Free Press. Uh, yeah. We said the writer was Sean Windsor. Sean Windsor, who I don't know who he is, because I don't, I don't read the Detroit Free Press. Well, and I, I, I don't really read the Free Press because they say a lot of stupid things like this. Uh, but I've never heard of this guy. Uh, so I guess he's not. He's either new, or he just doesn't say stupid things a lot, or I don't know. He woke up one day and felt like being stupid. Woke up feeling stupid. Uh, Sean Windsor wrote an article about the Michigan State Spartans having the best wide receiver core in the Big Ten. Laughs in Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they got guys, but I don't, like... Ohio... Michigan State has some guys... Ohio State has dudes. They have one. Michigan State has one dude, I think, at wide receiver. You know, on our scale of dude. Yeah. That that I would put there, and that's Jaden Reed. I mean, Ohio State has like three. Ohio State had a dude who left Ohio State because he was a backup and is starting for Alabama. Yeah. Ohio State's wide receiver core, dudes. Meanwhile, Michigan State's is like transfer portal darlings. <laughs> yeah. Brian Hartline as a wide receiver coach, dude. Anyhow, that's that's half of the stupid. Let's move on to the second part from uh, this individual named Nick. Um, oh boy. His his Twitter handle is his last name. His Twitter picture is him holding a dead deer that he. Oh. I would assume successful hunt. First off, good for you if that was the case. And that you just didn't find a dead one on the road. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, so Nick tweets this. I think people are confusing the best coach with best wide receivers. Heartline at Ohio State produces NFL wide receivers, and there's no disputing that. However, this story is about 2021 and what he's put on, this, on, on the field this year, which is the best group of wide receivers in the Big Ten. Reed, Mosley, and Speedy. Um, so, an individual, um, this is actually a three-for-one, individual replied to him, yeah, an an individual replied to him asking, what are you, where are you coming up with this information? Which is fair. Not even, not even in his Ohio State fan, I'm saying that's fair. Just in general, as a sports watcher, that's fair. Now, in comes David. I th- David tweets, I think it's safe to say, based off production, that Naylor and Reed are better than anyone Ohio State has this year. Sure, they're more talented, but, sta- here, but stats are hard to dispute. Get out of here with that. <laughs> when this other individual, and this individual is not me, asked him what production provide numbers, he provided these numbers. Reed has oh, seven. Here, here we go. Reed has 707 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, Naylor has 493 yards and six touchdowns. Both of those are through six games. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigba have 
According to this guy, virtually the same stats. Apparently, it's close to him. Going to assume that it's not. They're they're close. If you take in the fact that Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba have played one full game. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson sat in the fourth quarter against Minnesota. They played the full game against Oregon because, well, Ohio State was losing that game. Um, They sat at the tail end of the Tulsa game when that game, when Ohio State got up by multiple scores. They didn't play at all the second half against Akron, Rutgers, or Maryland. Meanwhile, Michigan State has struggled in the second half of games. Of every game they've played other than Northwestern. And has to keep their starters in the whole time. They, they, and I mean, half of a lot of these games, because I've watched every Michigan State game since week three. See, yeah, since week three, and I, they disappear in the second half. They were a little better this last week, but yeah, I know those stats are not not comparable. <laughs> no. When you, when you have receivers that are playing half games to guys who have to play full games. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, finally, this is the second case of in a row, two weeks in a row in this segment, where there's just too much stupid from one post that we can't pin it on one individual. Yesterday, I believe, it, yeah, uh, yes, it was yesterday. Or no, I'm sorry. It was Monday night. Monday night. Um, Ohio State slash 11 Warriors. 11 Warriors being an Ohio State sports blog. Um, 11 Warriors re- lead reporter and Ohio State beat writer Dan Hope tweeted the time of the Ohio State-Penn State game happening next weekend, Saturday, October 30th. Yeah. Big weekend in college football, that. Yeah. <clears throat> About 25 to 30 people all replied to this tweet saying, Penn, St- Penn State isn't next weekend. Indiana is next weekend. Focus on Indiana. Indiana's this weekend, though. <laughs> and I, 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 this is the one stupid that I actually got involved with because it was too stupid, and I tweeted this i replied to one person um so this is just the one individual that i saw the first he was like the 20th individual that i saw and don't look past indiana this is how ohio state loses games and i tweeted i replied to his tweet dan hope is a reporter he is it is his job to report things and news about the team he is doing his job. By the way, Indiana is this weekend. Penn State is next weekend. The reply I got back from this individual is... Let me find it. There were some all-caps bits in there, if I remember correctly. Um, don't look past Indiana. Also, the next weekend, also, ne- and then he went on, also, next weekend is this weekend. I mean, 
No. <laughs> like, there is no... <laughs> On a Tuesday, this weekend, as in the weekend that is happening in three days, is not next weekend anymore. It is this weekend. I don't go up to someone, hey, what are you doing next weekend and talking and while talking about Saturday the 23rd? And then I I replied that to him. I went back. I replied. I doubled down with Dan Hope as a reporter. He is doing his job as a reporter. Well, and I said this to you, and you shared that with me. And it's I, I hate it when Michigan fans and really any fans do it. Uh, period. It's just like we're fans. Like we don't have to worry about not losing focus. It's like yeah. Jesus. I I tweet. I replied to this guy again. Dan Hope is a reporter, and he just kept going, don't look past Indiana. This weekend is next weekend, or next weekend is this weekend. And it's like, and I finally was like, dude, you were literally this next weekend. You are the literal only person in the world who, when talking about the upcoming weekend, refers to it as next weekend. No human, no normal human talks like that. And then I haven't heard, then I got a reply about how I was condescending and yada, yada, yada. That's the, the internet for you. Um, hang on. That person and all of the people I've talked about are loser. Take us away, Jordan. I got my beer ready. Well, like I said, <clears throat> you're gonna need it. Um, I'm gonna start. Uh, oddly enough, with one that didn't have anything to do with sports. Oh no. Had everything to do with this video out of Florida. Where yes, a, yes, a baby alligator was fighting, home sweet home baby yes was fighting a bobcat in someone's backyard and they fil- they filmed it which is Everything a normal was- thing ha- a normal happening in Florida so kind of um, semi normal didn't didn't go so well for the baby alligator fought fought his uh fought his ass off but. Uh, didn't work out for him very well in the end. Wound up in the bobcat's mouth. <laughs> but anyway, we have Peter from Facebook. Oh, that no. Says, Why was that alligator in such an exposed position? This looks set up to me. And if so, someone very cruel is to blame. Followed by Paul, who says, I agree. No water in sight. That was staged. Disgusting. You really think somebody just got a baby alligator and a bobcat <laughs> went to find a bobcat killing around to stage this <laughs> to film it? I mean, there's some cruel people in the world, I know, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me just go grab my baby alligator out of the basement, feed him to the bobcat. Like, what? Fucking hell. We move on. Uh, the unfortunate news came this week that Kate Cunningham, the number one overall draft pick by the Detroit Pistons, is going to miss tonight's season opener and uh, could is going to miss a little, probably a little bit more time with, uh, with an ankle injury. And this person is not the stupid person. And that's the question I was wondering on this post. Why? Oh, I missed one is... in mine. <laughs> oh, no. I'll let you finish this. Okay. Someone says, who the fuck is laughing at this? Because there were, I think, one or two, like, laugh-react emojis. Is uh. it an injury? 
And Christopher comes along and says he's a bust. The original poster replies, um, he hasn't even played a game yet. Chill. How do you label somebody a bust before they've even played a game? You got nothing either, then. I'm good. Okay. I got nothing. I'm going to take mine then real quick. Because mine is basketball related. I actually forgot about this one. There we go. Um, this came from Facebook on a reply to the Cleveland Cavaliers post uh, on Facebook. Nate tweeted, we will be the, or replied, we will be the top team of the East. The Cleveland in reference to the Cavs? In reference to the Cavs. Yeah, good luck with that. The Cleveland Cavaliers might win 10 games. They're not that bad. Definitely not good. They're they're gonna be awful. Continue though. Now I'm half curious as to uh, what their uh, projected win total is. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna Google that. Figure that out later. <clears throat> we will figure that out later. Um, I have found what might be the silliest and most nonsensical podcast intro of all time. From YouTube, with the account Same Spit Different Face TV, whatever that means. And this man starts every podcast with this line, <clears throat> and it's also in his description, and I'm going to read it exactly how it's written. Welcome to Same Spit Different Face Podcast, where my opinions is facts. And if you don't like my opinions, you can start your own podcast. <clears throat> and yes, if you're wondering, that yont is Y-O-U apostrophe O-N-T. My opinions is facts. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. The Cleveland Cavaliers are projected to win 25 games. The Pistons are at 26 and a half. That's the the over under for the Cavs is 25 and a half. The Pistons is 26 and a half. No, over on the Pistons might not be terrible. Idea. They were winning it last checks tonight against the Bulls. They're supposed to be good, but regardless. Speaking of the Pistons, we got more basketball. Uh, Pistons playing their opener right now yep. on a post. I believe this was about. Uh, Kate Cunningham's injury as well. Oh no. At least the, the original post was. Oh no. But not Oliver Aaron on Instagram simply says go back to the palace. <clears throat> of course the Pistons these days playing their home games in Little Caesars Arena in downtown. Yep. Problem with going back to the palace. The small problem with that doesn't exist anymore. They kind of tore it down. It's not there. Unfortunately. I love the palace and everything. Come on. It's it's not there. It's, I mean, it's not even a pile of rubble anymore. No. Well, 
Another Detroit Free Press uh, entry here in Stupid People Saying Stupid Things. <laughs> Twice in one show. After not being on the show this entire season. Twice I'd in a show. Only a matter of time. And surprisingly, it's not Carlos Monterez this time either. It is Jeff Seidel of the Free Press who wrote the article, Don't be fooled. Matthew Stafford didn't escape Detro the Detroit Lions. He was a part of the problem with the caption on this post. The national media will create a nonsense narrative this week suggesting Matthew Stafford has escaped from Detroit. Nothing could be further from the truth. Stafford played a role in the Detroit Lions' struggles. He wasn't held hostage. He was part of the problem. Now, I'd like to throw a question out there that I actually don't even know the answer to. When was the last time the Lions won a game without Matthew Stafford? 2019. I don't think so. Because Stafford got hurt in 2019, and then we didn't win a game the rest of the year. He got hurt. He got hurt like midway through the season that we lost every game that we played because we had like David Blau and some other people starting games. 2018. I think it was. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't miss games for a long time. It, I think it was just. I don't know the exact game or the exact season. I'm gonna guess somewhere in like 2009, 2010, because early in his career, Stafford was injured a little bit. And I'm gonna assume we won at least one of those games. But you look back before we even had Stafford. What was the season right before we got Matthew Stafford? 0 and 16. Over. <laughs> Um, who I, wrote Matthew that article? Stafford, that was uh, Jeff Seidel. Jeff Seidel needs to... Stay off the weed. Take two weeks off and quit? No. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> Continue. Um, you'll, you'll love going back. When you go back and listen to this, you'll love that part. <laughs> so He does um, need to do that in the second part, though, too. The Atlanta Braves and the LA Dodgers are playing the NLCS in the midst of that. Braves fucking blew a big one last night. Uh, yes, they did. To tie that series two to two, unfortunately for me. And I believe it was game game one or game two. Trey Turner hit a ball that um, was a was a deep flyout at uh, Truist Park, the home of the Braves. And Ben Verlander, the brother of Justin. Oh no. Uh, tweeted out something that was it was some stat that somebody came up with that said that that was a home run in every other ballpark in the majors <clears throat> and it brought up the question of how <laughs> because the the part of the ballpark that that was hit to is three is uh 380 feet ish and somehow MLB Statcast or whatever they call it has that ball at a projected distance of 403 feet. I don't know how because it got caught <laughs> prior to the 380 sign. If that ball doesn't get caught and it hits the ground, that's certainly not another 20 feet. It wasn't a line drive. I I don't know, but. Of course, that brought up a lot of questions, myself included, saying that was not 403 feet. We have Israel Martin from uh, Twitter, 
Oh and no. And he he says things like projected keyword at that angle and exit velocity that ball travels on average 403 feet somebody replies to him with it ignores spin rate and efficiency which obviously matter it's a flawed projection <laughs> he goes it's not flawed it's simplified but apparently not enough for a lot of people and that the person who said it was a flawed projection comes back with, how is that not flawed? Emitting relevant batted ball data, then making a flawed deduction is supposed to be instructive? <laughs> it's a flawed, <clears throat> it's a very flawed projection. And Israel is apparently very, very um, defensive. Uh, I, I don't know. We, projected stat? Very weird hill to die on for this guy. Yeah. And my final one, mercifully, this comes from a post from ESPN's college game day that really had nothing to do with the stupid comment that we're about to hear. The post itself, it was a uh, game day sign says Kentucky as a football team. Of course, they were, uh, what, it was Kentucky and Georgia, I do believe. Yeah, and then, well... Kentucky ain't a football school. They got taken behind the woodshed. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so this is Sharon from Twitter. Oh, no. And she must be just the most loyal college game day viewer of all time. And she says, Pollock's favorite word lately is pissed. 9 a.m. Saturday morning with family, in all caps. There are other words to use that are more appropriate for my family viewing. This isn't an anomaly. He did it several times two weeks ago. Disappointed. And all I have to say about that, Sharon. Piss off. Bum-ass, <laughs> you bum-ass Tennessee fan. I think you might want to change your name to Karen. Oh, well. Jesus I I was right. just going to say she needs to piss off. Yeah, that too. <laughs> there were plenty There were plenty of people that replied to her like, you pissed me off, sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's... I don't know. I don't know what she expected. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'll do it, though, for stupid people saying stupid things. Let's do the news. It's time for the news. I was hoping this week was going to be... Rant-free news. Just quick, easy news. Hell no. But. Then Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee happened, and then some other things happened. I'm going to take this first one, because there's. <laughs> I, think you, I think you might want to. <laughs> a lot of hatred here. Oh. A lot of hatred here. First. Well, not first. On Saturday night, Ole Miss played Tennessee at the shithole Neyland Stadium in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, they striped the stadium. Lively, passionate crowd. Things sounds were like a great. Sounds like a great thing, in, in theory. Things things were possibly were going all right up until. They were for a little, little while. Um, game was actually solid up until, well, I mean, the game was good all night for the most part. 
Um. Yeah, we'll get to. <laughs> Man, I, I, we we have to talk about the ending to that game. That's the fucking. We'll get to <laughs> the actual last play of that game. We'll get to that when we get to that game. Oh, uh, Tennessee's game. last play or just the last last play? Tennessee's last play. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna touch on it just for a second. Tennessee had a fourth and twenty-five. They were down by five and needed to go for it with fifty-ish seconds to go. Well. They didn't get it because there aren't a lot of plays in your playbook for fourth and a mile for fourth and 25 there. Um, they were about a yard and a half short. The refs went and reviewed this. Well, they didn't get it. Failed to convert. That is when all stupidity broke loose and the disgrace began because the Tennessee volunteers are... Tennessee fans started throwing various objects, including water ball, golf balls, water balloons, water bottles, and beer bottles slash beer cans, and a mustard bottle. Multiple. (laughs) Multiple. The fuck brings mustard bottles to basketball games? Like, did they go to the concession stand? Did they go to like concession stands and just be like? Yo, we need this <laughs> just to go and chuck it on the field. Like, who has a mustard bottle on their person at a game? They had to have taken it. Or a golf ball. They had golf balls, not just one, and water balloons. <laughs> like, it's almost like this was planned. Something they were expecting. Yeah. Because of this pathetic and, in my opinion extremely unshocking display of lack of class from the Tennessee Volunteer fans. The game got delayed for approximately 30 minutes. Oh, and to make it even fucking worse, to just make this an even worse display of a complete lack of class, which again isn't shocking because it's Tennessee. That's their MO. Lack of class is the fucking Tennessee Volunteers MO. They are a fucking joke. They're bullshit. They need just terrible. A disgrace. The Tennessee student section was cheering while Matt Corral was on the ground being evaluated for injury. Yeah, as a uh, proud uh, member of the Matt Corral fan club, uh, that that hurt. <laughs> this, the, these scumbags are a complete disgrace to college football. This right here, in my opinion, the best thing about college football is the atmosphere and the fans. And these, all of those scumbags, all. 85, 90,000 of them just gave the entirety of college football a massive, massive black eye. It's going to reflect on Tennessee longer because it's going to be remembered a hell of a lot longer. But the rest of this season, the next, well, we're in week eight now. Or we're going into week eight. The next six weeks of college football, or five weeks of regular season college football, this is going to be hanging over it like a cloud. The volunteers were fined 250 grand by the SEC, which is massive, but not even close to enough. The Tennessee volunteers still have their liquor license, which is a disgrace. The SEC, the SEC did fucking nothing other than, oh, we're taking some money away from you. Fucking embarrassment. I mean, I don't think Michigan fans would generally do this just because, I mean, the, the lack of class by Tennessee is, I mean, it's second to none. I don't see Ohio State we, fans doing this. I don't see, like, 
Florida but, Gators fans, don't see them doing it. Michigan fans, I, mean, I don't see doing like. This is why, I mean, even still, I'm glad that they don't sell alcohol at Michigan Stadium because you put 100,000 people in there, potentially all boozed up. I know they're going to tailgate afterwards, but fuck. And beforehand. <laughs> some, you know, and, and some sneaky in alcohol or whatever. But I'd rather have that happen and then they're in there and then they got a chance to sober up before the bad shit happens than having them all boozed up. So, Ohio State sells... I don't know why why anybody sells alcohol at these college games. Pro games, whatever. Smaller stadiums, do what you want. Ohio State sells booze. With 100,000 people at them, can't do it. Ohio State sells booze at their games... And they haven't had anything like this, and I honestly don't think they will. No, I don't think so. I think it would take something even bigger than what happened at the Tennessee game. And you could sit and say, oh, Tennessee fans just don't like Lane Kiffin. So? So? Uh, Yeah, I I saw a a lot of Tennessee fans specifically because they're the only ones that would defend something like this. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's indefensible. A lot of them saying, a lot of them saying well, I mean, the ref, ref fucked us, man, at that spot. That, you know, it shouldn't have got reversed. It's a bad call. Okay. <clears throat> so you want to put not only Ole Miss and, you know, Lane Kiffin, but your own players <clears throat> in harm's way because of what? A blown call in a football game? And it wasn't a blown call. It wasn't even a blown call. Oh, and... The, both the Tennessee band and cheerleaders had to be evacuated. Yep. I forgot. I I forgot to mention that part. <laughs> Embarrassment, disgrace. The SEC did nothing. It's just a slap on the wrist. I personally think Tennessee shouldn't have a home game the rest of this fucking year. Yeah, you would. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars is fucking nothing. No. For a school like Tennessee, it doesn't do anything. Moving on, um, do you want to take this piece? I suppose. I don't um, want to, but I would. So, LSU, they have reached an agreement with head coach Ed Orgeron that he will depart the school for uh, at the end of this season. He's going to coach the rest of the year, which is a bit curious. And... You know, there's a part of this that's, you know, like they've just been pretty mediocre for LSU standards. The past two years. Yeah, since the national championship. There's a lot of things Um, going on with this. But there's also the wild rumor. Did you hear about that? Uh, He slept with someone's wife. Not even that. It was, well, unless there's that one, too. I had heard that, but I don't know the truth of that. Apparently, Apparently he... this is the rumor. This is the rumor that I had heard about. Of he was at some gas station, and some woman said something to him like, "Oh, hey, you look like you worked out." I mean, Ed, Ed Orgeron's a pretty big dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, out of the out of line comment, I suppose. And he replied something like, "You know, we could work out together." This um, person's like, no, no, I'm married. He's like, does that, that matter? I mean, 
could be innocent, could be nothing, could be something. You know, and you never know. Yeah. But apparently this person turned out to be the wife of somebody associated with the, uh, like, the top of the top in the LSU chain of command. Okay, so that may have been what I heard. It may not necessarily have been slept with someone's, but was trying, yeah, I, yeah I, somewhere I, along was, those lines. Apparently he was um, allegedly flirting with uh, the wife of a high-ranking LSU official in a gas station. Whew. I I had heard a couple of things. One, and I completely agree with this, Ed Ogeron has, has lost that team. You could even tell in their win against Florida I, that... I don't say that. I mean, they, they, they played okay against Florida enough to beat them. But you can like, just yeah, tell, I don't like, think... Ed Ogeron doesn't really have this team. Um... It is wild because I, you know, I've I've liked that Orgeron for a while. So. I've been indifferent to him. It's just this like he doesn't seem to have this team. And then there are those like there are some rumors that the athletic director doesn't really like him. That him and the athletic director butt heads. I mean, he probably just misunderstands what Ed, Ed's saying. You know, sometimes you know he's on and then, never understand what Ed's saying at the time. And then there was the rumor I heard that he was either trying to sleep with someone's wife or did. Something about, yeah, I get it. The, the one I heard was he was flirting with a the wife of a high-ranking official at LSU. <sighs> flirting with his wife in a gas station. Yikes. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. hey, at least it's not about our next topic. <sighs> that we know of. At least it's not emails fuck and a story i'm gonna take this one i have opinions on this yeah i'm not gonna get too deep into them in a story that just may not die at least for the rest of this season it's gonna hang over yeah. the it's gonna it's hang gonna over the nfl it's gonna hang over the nfl like a fucking cloud raiders <laughs> owner yeah. I, I mean i guess it has been pretty wide reaching with the nfl with gruden and Schefter. I mean. More so the Raiders and the WFT. Yeah. Um, Las Vegas Raiders' Mark Davis, son of Al Davis, says the NFL... Lose, baby. (laughs) Says that the NFL is out to get the Las Vegas Raiders and to expect incoming incoming lawsuits against the NFL for the Gruden email leaks. Boy, all I all I really have to say on on that part of this this email subject is one, Mark Davis, you're the one who let John Gruden go. If you think that this is just some conspiracy but, against your team, you could have st- stuck your foot in the ground and said, "Hey, no, I'm not doing it." You're you let him go. Here's all I'm gonna say on that is Bruder. It is very it's reported that Davis did not want to let like Gruden go. Which well, who's forcing him to do it? Ex- yeah. I, I, Mark Davis just needs to shut the fuck up. Just I mean, it, What do we expect from Mark Davis? I mean, it's a, a very similar scenario with the other, you know, main target is email thing. You know, Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen and the guys over at the Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, in terms of NFL owners, I know there's, you know, plenty of teams with some scumbag owners, but 
you know, Washington and the Raiders with Dan Snyder and Mark Davis, they're at the top in terms of shit. Yeah. And then they I mean, have been for a while. It's bad when who is the person who is probably considered one of the worst owners in all of professional sports, uh, Stan Kroenke over at the Los Angeles Rams, isn't in the news for this kind of shit. Probably because he's 800 years old and doesn't know how to use technology. <laughs> yeah. Stan, Stan Kroenke is somehow not even on their level. I don't even understand yeah. how. I didn't think there was a level below Stan Kroenke. Like, Davis and Snyder, well, and Snyder was on his own level of terrible. Uh, but Davis was, like, right there with Kroenke. He's, he's it just gets worse. He's in, he's in the Dan Snyder ultra shit tier now. Yeah. Alrighty, go That's ahead and take fair, the next man. one because yeah. we could sit here and talk about this for a while, but I don't want to. Yeah, I have a feeling those emails are going to be in the news for quite some time, so we'll probably. It's going to be the rest of this year, if not more. Um, and we'll get back to something that has something to do with them uh, later uh, in Champion Chump of the Week. Oh no! If, for me, it can only be one. Uh, but uh, in a sort of lighter situation, we got a lot of bad news this week. Uh, speaking of things that won't die, the Ben Simmons drama. Uh, after he surprisingly showed up to training camp and practiced on Sunday, Monday, and part of the day Tuesday, he was kicked out of practice by uh, head coach Doc Rivers. He uh, Ben Simmons showed up to practice in sweatpants. No big deal. I mean, it's out of the out of the ordinary. But uh, hey, had his cell phone in his pocket. Odd and refused to sub in for a drill when Doc Rivers asked. Doc Rivers asked him to leave because he was being a distraction to the team. Joel Embiid came out afterwards and basically said, that dude means nothing to me. I'm focused on get, uh, on winning with this team, something Ben Simmons clearly does not give a shit about. And he was swiftly suspended for the season opener uh, tonight. And I don't know how you even don't just just pay him to stay home at this point. Like, uh, why? That's what they need to do. <laughs> you can't. That's what the 76ers need to do. Who's, who wants this? <clears throat> who wants a basketball player that can't shoot and is just a problem everywhere, like in every aspect? Who the hell wants this guy? Someone will pick him up in free agency if he ever hits the free agency market. Yeah, I mean, if they do just pay him to sit out of here, he'll, he'll sign somewhere. Yeah. I, I mean, you ain't get unless you just say we don't care what we get back from him, and trade him for like a second round pick or God, you know, God forbid cash considerations. If that's a thing you can do in the NBA, uh, a player to be named later. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just stupidest thing i don't understand i don't understand why ben simmons thinks he has any leverage to, to act the way he does anyway like he really doesn't yeah got exposed in the playoffs and is just mad at the organization because he's not as good as everyone thought that he was moving on to some not necessarily bad new, negative news but just com funny i found this I news funny this. on a and and the and the um, ensuing comment that he made in the game this weekend with Chicago. Oh my God, it was great. I, I, I never thought I'd love Aaron Rodgers. I like, 
between, like Aaron Rodgers. Between stuff like this and him going on Pat McAfee show every week, I fucking love Aaron Rodgers. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's a great guy. Interesting guy. Interesting, Interesting guy. guy. Fun. Good for the league. He's different, but he's good for the league in that kind of way. Because he's not a Tom Brady where he's just a robot. Which is what we all thought Aaron Rodgers was until he started going on McAfee. Yeah. Um. So Aaron Rodgers, when asked on a in an interview by a Packer, I believe it was a Green Bay Packers radio show. Let me look. Um. <clears throat> maybe. The quote that I saw was in just a press conference. Um. When he was asked about going to Chicago. Oh well, the the what I saw it was reported via Packer wire, so it may have just been in a regular press press conference presser. Because I did see a video of him, yeah, um, said, being asked that question. No, no, there is no chance in hell when asked if he would play, if he would go to the Chicago Bears if he were to leave Green Bay. You Vince McMahon's entrance music? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, like, not a lot to go on here to say here, but I just love it. <laughs> I, th- I mean, are, are, we, are we talking about the Green Bay game? I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit. We'll we'll save the other bit for for that. If you haven't heard it yet, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the final bit of news: Are we done with Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I said there's not a lot to say here. I just think this is hilarious. I when I saw when I saw this break on like I saw it break like Friday or Saturday, and I was like, oh, this is perfect, leading right up to the Bears. This needs to be in the news. Yep. So final bit of news: No F1 this weekend, but we did have NASCAR. Um. In the initial notes, Austin again wrote, insert Jordan talking about NASCAR here, and then he said something along the lines of, good God, this season just won't end. It fucking, lasts forever in a day. It feels, it does. I mean, it's been going on since February. I mean, I, I get it. Yes, mid-February. Uh, I mean, they just, they, they race more often than, than F1 or IndyCar. Like, I mean, they have only a couple off off weeks the entire season, so it does, it feels like it like, goes on forever. I mean, it's 36 races. F1 takes the in terms like March to March to December, but F1 has less races. Well, and they take literally the entire month of August off. Yeah. But uh, first race in the round of eight for the NASCAR playoffs still should call it the chase. It's, it's, we're not playoff. We're not playing. Fucking hell. It's a conversation for another day. Um. Another race dominated by Kyle Larson, which, um, you know, is what it is. Eighth win of the year for Kyle. He locks himself into impressive. the championship. <clears throat> it's very impressive. He's won more than anybody else this so season. So I'm, I'm going to stop so. you for just a second. As someone yes. who does not watch NASCAR, how what is the average for most wins by a driver in a season? How how many does like uh, one particular like, driver? Could... You mean like the like the top driver in each season? Yeah. Like, what it's, is average? It's generally around here. Okay. It's generally around here. Like, Kevin Harvick, I believe, won nine races last year. Um, And then didn't make the championship four. So, figure Ooh. that one out. That's how bad this fucking playoff system is. Yeah, but that's rough. You have one bad race in the playoffs. It's all fucking done. Yeah. Dude, it, it doesn't matter. Um, No, it, yeah, it's, it, that's right around average, you know. For what we see these days. Okay. When I was so, yeah, looking it, through the notes, I saw that and I was like, "Huh, I wonder what the average is." Because that's like to me. I mean, for F1 winning eight races, I mean. I mean, unless you're Lewis Hamilton. 
Yeah, eight races. I mean, that's ha- almost half of the season. Yeah. You got yeah here twenty <laughs> here it's like a third. Yeah, you got like twenty five if I remember correctly, twenty six something like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> he wins, locks himself into the championship four. He was always going to be there, um, unless something catastrophic happened, like like with what uh, happened to Harvick last year. But uh, a lot of other playoff drivers were not as lucky. Uh, Joey Logano blew an engine in this race. He's in a big hole, 20-some point uh, hole with two races to go before the championship four. And uh, Martin Truex Jr. hit the wall late. He was done. He's 20-some points below the cut line. They're both going to need to win races to get into the championship four. And they're both capable of doing it if you can beat, if you can beat that damn five car, Kyle Larson. Um, which is becoming increasingly hard. 22 races um, in the F1 season, by the way. I was, that's why I, I was thinking like 21, 22. So, so yeah, eight races, eight in a F1 season is like almost championship unless you're Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. So uh, other playoff drivers with issues, Chase Elliott had to start at the rear due to uh, failing inspection two times, passed on the third time, but that don't matter. You're starting in the back. And then uh, he rebounded nicely. Seventh place finish for Chase. He's still below the cut line, but only by a couple points. Um, and again, it's really these these next few races. It's all about it's all about winning. I mean, it's it very very rare to see at this point in the year guys that aren't playoff drivers winning and advancing. It's just it's it's almost unheard of. I mean, Bubba Wallace when he won at Talladega was one of the first non-playoff drivers to win a playoff race in a quite some time i don't remember the exact year but it's been it's been a few years um say chase elliott yep with the inspection issues denny hamlin he was involved in a wreck late and i have no idea how he finished this race front end of his car was all messed up but he limped it around and there were so many drivers multiple laps down that he still finished 11th which saved him right like right now he's above the cut line I don't even know how. Just insane. Um, but you know, for for Texas, I mean, this is a pretty solid race. A lot of lot of entertaining stuff. This is a big wreck. One of the biggest wrecks you'll see in a non Daytona, non Talladega type track. Uh, took out like 15 cars. Well, I don't know if it took out 15, but uh, 15 cars involved, something like that. A lot of cars in that wreck. Oh, um, I'm gonna say about Texas. I mean, are you almost done? Are you? Wrapping your thought up. Okay. All I'm going to say is whenever IndyCar goes to Texas, I want to gouge my eyes out. Well, you can thank NASCAR for that because of the PJ1 compound they put down. It's so... IndyCar races it... I mean, the the IndyCar race at Texas this year, by lap three over... There was 12 cars left in the field. By lap three. Well, that and like... The, the PJ1 tire compound that they put down in the corners for IndyCar especially makes it a one groove track. They the the IndyCars do not grip with that stuff. Yeah. And it it ruins every track they put it on. And NASCAR fans aren't a big fan of it either. I don't I don't know why they continue to do it, but So that's all I wanted they, to say it, about <laughs> I didn't know where they were racing until I saw was looking through the notes and saw Texas. I was like this had to have been the worst race ever. It was all right. I mean, Texas, like I said, it does usually produce snooze fests. Um, and in a way, it did. I mean, Kyle Larson led like 200 some laps, something like that. Um, 
but I mean, he's just so far ahead of everyone else right now, it seems, that it doesn't even come as a surprise, and I don't even think it's the fault of Texas. I think the racing everywhere else was fairly solid, and there were a lot of a lot of twists and turns in this race, especially with the playoff drivers. So, I mean, for a Texas race, I'll, I'll take it. it the Texas races are usually terrible. <clears throat> Anything else to say as I choke on my own beer and <laughs> saliva? Holy shit. Uh, no. Okay. No, that'll, do it. that'll do it for the news. Let us, let me grab some air. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, well, on the bright side, I don't have any beer left. Or bad side. I say it's not a bright side. I'll have to go get more beer. Let us move on to the college football week seven recap. My favorite part of the show. Um, things happened this week. Um. Yeah. Let's start. Number one, Georgia played number 11, Kentucky. Um, also, some things that happened. A shit ton of bye weeks. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and it's it's the same thing this next week as well, it feels like. Uh, a, lot of, <clears throat> a lot of teams have their bye weeks between week seven and week eight. Yeah. Which um, is, at I least mean, a lot of top 25 oh, teams. Yeah, and fittingly, that's, that's about a perfect time. You're getting towards the later part of the season. Halfway through the season. Yeah, you, you, that's that's about right where you'd want them. Um, anyhow, George, number one, Georgia played number 11, Kentucky. Georgia, that defense is elite. That defense might be the best in the history of college football. Georgia won 32-13. Not much to say there. Kentucky's a basketball school. Uh, yeah, not much to say about here. This was never really a game, never really in doubt. Uh, Georgia fitting number one in the country. But you know who wasn't fitting in their ranking? The next game. Number two, Iowa was not fitting of their ranking. Uh, number two, Iowa played Purdue. Purdue did not Purdue. Purdue won 24-7. Whoa. I shouldn't really be surprised as an Ohio State fan. I am not. I am used to seeing Purdue not Purdue on occasion. Yeah, last time they, uh, they had a win like this was over Ohio State. 2018. Guys, uh, undefeated. <laughs> yep, record guys undefeated season a couple years back. Um, I said this to you after this game, and I said Iowa got Iowa because this is a game when Iowa isn't very good that Iowa will beat somebody that is good. Yes. And it happens. And I didn't. Iowa was not a number two team in the country. They just weren't. They never were. Uh But. Yikes. I mean, they're, they're the best in the Big Ten West. I, I get They're still going to make the championship game. I mean, oh, yeah. nobody – you know who's in second right now behind Iowa? Minnesota. Yeah. That was Purdue's first Big Ten win. I, yeah. I mean, it kind of comes as a bit of a surprise. Um, Purdue, like, I thought was – Purdue was – I thought was better than what they've done – thus far um you know i thought they played notre dame pretty well uh, and and you know i know notre dame isn't quite that good but they played them tough and uh, yeah iowa with the with with just, just shit in the bed and i mean iowa had one good offensive play the entire game and it was a run that busted for, for 30 yards yeah I mean, if it wasn't for Sean Clifford going down in the Penn State game, I don't think Iowa wins that game, and I don't think they're ranked number two. Uh, Penn State probably is. But, I mean, because when Clifford was in that game, 
Penn State had all the control, and even then, with a Penn State quarterback that did backup quarterback that did nothing outside of one drive to start the second half, like, <clears throat> and and they still barely came back to win that game. They they were just not good. Saying and that, State, I do want to say one thing on Penn State. Then, yeah, saying that Penn State had control of that game, and Penn State also looked pretty awful that game. They didn't look phenomenal, no. But, Neither I team. Mean, like it, they, but I mean, and I think that just goes to show you how I will say bad, but how overrated Iowa was. That they did. I mean, Penn State had them early on. Had them in the first half. I know it's a meme and whatnot, but yeah. Um, and Sean yeah, Clifford still it. looked terrible in that first half before he got hurt. He wasn't. He wasn't good, but he was better than Spencer Petrus. Yeah. And the whole Iowa offense. Uh, Iowa's so, offense I mean, is so. This... Iowa's offense reminds me of Michigan. It's so one-dimensional that Iowa just we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run the ball. Uh, yeah. In a way, it's it's similar similar strategy, similar philosophy, but. Iowa has zero – like, Iowa, in a way, kind of reminds me like like Wisconsin. Not in in, in the way that they um, – That is a better, they run, better way to call that it, That they I run their offense. But they need to control the ball, and they need to get a lead and hold it. Because the way that offense works is at snail's pace. It's the same thing with Wisconsin. Same thing with Iowa. Michigan – who the hell knows? I don't know. I don't know. Michigan only don't know. runs the ball because uh, Cade McNamara can't hit throws. We'll yeah, talk about nah. that at a later time. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, um, actually, not. I mean, not today. Sort of. <laughs> not, not today. Next week. Next week but, a lot. Yeah. Now, I I did not expect Iowa to lose this game, and I definitely didn't expect them to lose the way that they did. But I can't say I'm surprised. They got with, bullied with by Purdue, man. They didn't perdure, as you said. Watch Purdue go out and perdure this week. Probably will. I, guess, I don't know who they're playing, but um, moving uh, on. Anything I, else to say? No, I think Purdue's in the picks, but we'll see later. Um, number three, Cincinnati. The Bearcats played UCF. Uh, Cincinnati won 56-21. Not much to say. Moving on. Not really. Um, number I didn't, f- didn't watch it. Didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> Number f- I, I am watching American conference games. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Number four, Oklahoma played TCU on Saturday night. This game was good up until the fourth quarter. TCU was going blow for blow with Oklahoma. However, Oklahoma ended up winning 52-31. Oklahoma did pull away in the fourth quarter. That's that's it. <laughs> well, and it looks looks like they made the right decision with uh, um, putting Caleb Williams in the game over uh, Spencer Rattler. Like that that's final score looks like the Oklahoma that we're used to seeing, not the one that scored like 25 against Nebraska. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe is Oklahoma back to being what Oklahoma is, which is a team that's going to perpetually finish sixth in the nation. Right. Hard to say. They have to play Oklahoma state still. We'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, that'll be fun. Number five, Alabama played Mississippi state uh, in a, in an outcome that was scrawled on ancient Mesopotamian tablets, <laughs> Alabama won 49 to 9. 
Ouch, if you're Mississippi State. Mike Leach's team, uh, oops. Yeah, I like Mike Leach and everything, but uh, just outmatched. Mississippi State never had a chance. And especially coming off a loss for Alabama, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody in this world that put money on Mississippi State to cover. (laughs) They're stupid. Uh, Yeah, nah. Alabama off a loss, you kidding me? When they don't have anything majorly wrong with them yeah um never never in doubt last week on the picks i said alabama might score a hundo alabama probably would have scored a hundo if uh they kept playing football that's all i got Uh, actually i do have one last thing to say um mississippi state's quarterback threw an interception that was returned for a touchdown uh threw it to jordan battle um mississippi state's quarterback tried to tackle jordan battle jordan battle uh, ran over him it was not a pretty scene for a quarterback. As someone who does not really like quarterbacks, I thought it was hilarious. As yeah. well, he Mississippi State's quarterback did get. I mean, his pride was hurt, but he at least got up and it was okay. So I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, just <laughs> ugly. Yeah, if you were a Mississippi Alabama, State fan, Alabama probably could have scored a hundred had they not let their foot off the gas. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Alabama can do what they want to a lot of teams. Moving on, Ohio State number six, Ohio State number seven, Penn State m- number eight, Michigan all bye bye bye. Insert Backstreet Boys meme. Is that <laughs> is that who is that who sings that song? I don't know. The Backstreet Boys are fucking insane. I can't remember. Fuck, fuck, fuck if I know. <laughs> um, number nine, Oregon played Cal. Uh, this was a game that I didn't watch, but it didn't look good. Oregon won twenty-four to seventeen. Not much to say there. Whoop-de-doo, it's Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, this game was probably Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, right, it probably was. Number Either that or some stupid, like, noon start time, which would make no sense because that's, like, 9 a.m. over there. Yeah. Number 10, Michigan State played the Indiana Ooh. Hoosiers. Michigan State won 25-20 in a game that was a game. Yeah. Um, Take us away. I haven't watched a lot of Indiana this year. Um, They're allergic to scoring touchdowns. I know that much. Yeah, well, they they, I, they scored one. I don't think they scored another. <laughs> but they did score their first touchdown of the season against a Big Ten opponent in this game. Um, Indiana looked a, a bit tough, and I don't know if it was just, you know, Michigan State um, having one of their second halves where they just kind of forget how to play football or what it was it was but, the whole game I mean, though for michigan state yeah really and 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 that's that's the truth it's like you know in the first half they started off awful got a little bit of something going there uh towards halftime and then this i mean second half it, it was not a good game offensively for michigan state whatsoever but once again they get those big plays and i don't know how they keep getting them I don't understand. Interception it. return for a touchdown. Like, just. And just, like. Stuff. I don't. Like, they get they get the big plays on, on, on every single facet of the football game. Offense, defense, special teams. They're getting them all. I mean, Jaden Reed's returning punts for touchdowns, you know, against Nebraska. Fucking pick six is that. Like, 
if there if a team comes along, hopefully Michigan, that just limits Michigan State to not getting those big chunk plays and those you know special teams like anomalies, like then good God, uh, Michigan State. I think for me, like like don't get me wrong, like the offense, I, the offense should be better than it is. I mean, Kenneth Walker should be a dude. And he has been a dude up up until this game, and even still he had like 80-some yards. But he really was shut down, I think, for the first time all game or all season. Um, Peyton Thorne threw a couple questionable picks in this game. <clears throat> you know, came over to the sideline, was bitching about something. It's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to make of Michigan State. I really don't. I am man. excited you know, we'll to see... see... Ohio State play Michigan State because I want to see Michigan State's offense try and keep with keep up with Ohio State's offense. I don't think they can. I don't I mean, think. Granted, I'm excited to see a lot of teams try and keep up with Ohio State's offense because I yeah, think it's no. I think it's kind of becoming a foregone conclusion that I don't honestly know if there's uh, too many teams in the Big Ten that their defense can stop Ohio State. No. I don't I mean, think until until we you know see these games like <clears throat> I think Michigan's defense is it's honestly their strength at this point so we'll see when that game comes along but I mean I don't know even then if we can score enough to keep up with you guys who knows I, I mean know. Ohio State just just scores at will yeah I, mean, I feel like I feel like every single week. I see a final score of 56 to 10. Like, <laughs> that, I mean, that's actually kind of what it's been the past three weeks. I, it's, it's what it seems like. It's like, like oh, <laughs> Ohio State scored 50 plus again. What else is new? Yeah, They'll probably do it to Indiana this week. I don't know. It, uh, you know, I, I will, I will give uh, Indiana a lot of credit. They, you know, they've been in some games and they just haven't been able to to, to get it done and so all i'm gonna and a big thing i think on for them on offense is ty freifold has got to stop dropping passes leads the big 10 and drops yeah he's killing them i mean they need a real quarterback too which yeah well which getting one to indiana is going to be a bit of a rough time but i mean tom I, I, I tom allen's a good coach i know i don't think you're a particularly big fan of indiana but I have things. Um, Indiana's defense is strange. Indiana's defense, they are extremely aggressive. They should be easy to pick part if uh, you have an offensive coordinator who has a brain or head coach who has a brain, which uh, Michigan State seemed to lack this week. Mel Tucker when, called his worst game so far in Michigan State. Indiana keeps, and, and this is might what... Be his worst, might be his worst game ever because who knows if he's going to leave for LSU or not. Indiana kept eight guys in the box the entire time, and Michigan State just kept run, screen pass, run, screen pass, run, screen pass. Oh, uh, drag route. We're going to just try, like, throw the ball over the linebackers' heads. You have eight guys in the box. You're constant. Indiana was constantly bringing six, six or seven or eight guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, tuck. Tuck coming for all those MSU fans. I don't know what he's coming for, but he, he, his game management is – I mean, I, I've seen Michigan State fans shit on Harbaugh 
<clears throat> for years about his, and I'm not saying it's not justified, but... <laughs> I would say, I have yeah, things to it, say about Harbaugh's it, game management. I'm, I'm going to leave those yeah. alone. Yeah, it's, because... it's, it, it, I'm not saying it's not justified, but, I mean, you got a guy, Mel Tucker, that ain't no better if, <laughs> if he's not worse. And at this point, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> nobody's going to take me seriously because I'm biased, but I don't think – I think it's worse. Uh, LSU, I mean, I, all I got to say to LSU call, fans. That, that that call he made, not this last week, but the week before, I believe, right, right before halftime, that literally cost his team points. It's just like, I, I, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. All I got to say to LSU fans is Tuck may be coming. I don't know what for, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be Tuck, – Tuck's going to be coming somewhere every year because Lord knows he ain't loyal. I don't know what that hashtag means, but – or who came up with that hashtag. But Michigan, Michigan has to, to beat Michigan State, so I can just rip apart that hashtag. I, I want it so bad. <laughs> Tuck going. Yeah, I don't know what he's – got, he's got a ton of hashtags. I'll give Mel Tucker that. Yeah. That's not his, but whatever Tuck coming means and – Relentless, which is the same thing he used at uh, at uh, Colorado before he broke their hearts. <laughs> Moving on, number twelve, Oklahoma State played number twenty-five, Texas. Texas is not back. <laughs> Texas... I really, really tried to get and send to you the soundbite from uh, Texas all them years ago. Not all them years ago, sort of recently, of that quarterback after winning a bowl game. We're back. Texas ain't back. <laughs> Texas awesome. Texas is not back. Texas may never be back. Texas is gone, sent to the void right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think Sarkeesian's building something that could be decent there. Um, I mean, after all, it is Texas. It is the Big 12 for now. Future SEC. But... I mean, yeah, it, it's it's tough for Texas. I, Two I, weeks I don't in know. a row, Texas gave up double-digit leads. I haven't even said the score of this game yet. Number 12, nope. Oklahoma State beat number 25, Texas, 32-24. to 24. Yeah, I mean. Texas ain't back. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was a higher-ranked team. I mean, Texas may um, – I don't know what the record is. For uh, times a team can drop out and re-enter the top 25, but this is like the second time Texas has dropped from the top 25 now. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows? They they might they might win a big game later in the year and be back in like 24, 25, and then lose a dumb one <laughs> and drop back out again. Um, Oklahoma State is pretty good. Texas can't finish games i don't really have much else to say about it i didn't i only watched parts of this game yeah at this point for oklahoma state just wait until they play oklahoma obviously that's always a big one i think so oklahoma we'll state's gonna win out up until they play i would assume it's gonna be a michigan michigan state situation where you know it's gonna be is oklahoma state undefeated no i think yes, they, have one they are undefeated I mean, are they undefeated yep, both teams it's, are undefeated. It's, so it's it's gonna be a similar situation they they you know, I'll, hopefully, as long as no dumb happens this weekend uh, with Northwestern for Michigan, it's going to be, you know, in-state rivals undefeated, you know, with a lot on the line. So that should be a fun one. Moving on, number 13, <laughs> Ole Miss Ooh. 
played Tennessee. Ole Miss won 31-26. I've said my piece about this game. I... <sighs> I don't understand how you delay a game 30 minutes, throwing shit on a field, doing what the Tennessee fans did, and then on a fourth and whatever it was. 25. <clears throat> I don't know. Was it that one where yep. Joe Milton ran out of bounds on fourth down? Oh no, I forgot like, about that. That was, like, that was after the play. They did all that, all that shit, all the stuff on the field, and your quarterback runs out of bounds on a fourth down. <laughs> Jordan, your Discord is breaking. Oh no, problems. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. No, I think it's fine now. The red, the red dot that said I had problems is gone. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't understand how you do all that shit, and then your quarterback runs out of bounds on a fourth down when you can literally just fire it to the end zone. If it gets picked, it gets picked. It's better to throw it to the end zone and have a chance than literally to run out of bounds. So. <clears throat> Joe Milton, glad you're, glad you're not a Michigan Wolverine anymore. I I don't have anything to say about this game. Otherwise, we'll be here for an hour of me ranting yeah, about how mean. awful the Tennessee Volunteers are and how they just need to be erased from football. Um, Number 14, Notre Dame had a bye. Number 15, Coastal Carolina had a bye. Number 16, Wake Forest had a bye, but it's the Ass Conference, so who the fuck cares about them? Wake Forest, 16, Jesus. Um, Moving on. Number 17, Arkansas played Auburn. Uh, oops, I was wrong. I had Arkansas winning this game. Arkansas wasn't even close. Auburn won 48-23. to Arkansas is not – I mean, they were, ne- they were never here to begin with, so they, ca- they aren't back. It's just not possible. But Arkansas is gone. Their rise, rise and fall. Happened all in the span of uh, three weeks. Great. It literally happened so fast for Arkansas. Yeah. Um, number 18, Arizona State played the Utah Utes. Uh, Utah won 35-21. Um, Herm Edwards team. Arizona State. Arizona State makes no fucking sense. I, I don't know about this team. <laughs> they clearly don't know either. Uh, moving on, number 19, Baylor or 19 BYU played Baylor Baylor uh, six and one or five and one something in one um, beat BYU BYU tripped and fell off a cliff um, they are still yeah. rolling down that <laughs> hill when that was stop where they'll stop nobody team. knows another team that makes no sense Fucking BYU, they win, they win some incredible games and then do shit like this I don't understand I mean, Baylor's a solid team Baylor is a or the score was Baylor 38, BYU 24, moving on to a game I don't want to talk about, but I have to. I highlighted it simply because I figured you would want to. Um, you, know, you didn't want to, but, you know, felt obligated to. I feel obligated to. The Florida Gators played the number 20 Florida Gators, lost to LSU 49-42 in a game that was a shit show. Um... The LSU Tigers at the end of the first half had the worst Hail Mary defense you will ever see, ever. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. But this is what happens. The Florida Gators don't have a real starting quarterback. They have three guys. They don't know who. The, their offensive coordinator, bum McIdiot, not great. Dan Mullen, not oh, great. It's just nothing. Nothing with this team is going right. They've kind of just fallen yeah. off the wet. That that loss to Alabama. They've just kind of fallen off the wagon. Which I mean, I don't even know how, man. They played them. They played them tougher than anybody else had up until. And. Um, yeah, up until Texas A&M. So. It's just a loss like that is so demoralizing, and then you just kind of it. They fell off the wagon. Did. Not not much else to say about that. Um, number twenty-one, Texas A&M, fresh off of their win against Alabama, possible hangover, a negative. Ghost Rider, the pattern yeah. is full. Texas A&M, one thirty-five to fourteen. Um, they beat Missouri. That's fitting. <laughs> yeah. In an ass conference game in the ACC, a game in the ACC also now will be for, referred to as the ass or the yep. ASS conference. Uh, well, no one, who the fuck cares about this game? If you're listening to this, you probably don't. Or if you do, I mean, well. I would be willing to bet that we don't have many NC State or Boston College fans listening to us, so. If we have anybody who's a fan of an ACC team, your conference sucks. Your team probably sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we have too many ACC At least in terms uh, of football, fans. the ACC is awful. Uh, NC State played Boston College. 33-7 was the final score. NC State, who the fuck cares? Number 23, SMU had a bye. And in a game that I was wrong about, and I think Jordan may have been wrong about, that took double overtime. Number 24, San Diego State beat San Jose State. 19 to 13. I don't remember what uh, what my prediction for this game was, I'll be honest, because, well, let's be honest, who cares? <laughs> but uh, I know it was yeah. in the picks. It was in the picks. That, I, think that we, I thought we both took San Diego State. We probably did. Um, but I think the spread was bigger than sticks. <laughs> yes. Moving on now, the top 25. Double, double overtime game. 1913. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Yeah. Um. Dude, like, did, did the offenses just not get on the bus or what the fuck? Fuck on? right. Forgot to hop on the bus. Um. <laughs> top 25 for this week. Georgia number one. Georgia number two. Cincinnati number three. Oklahoma number four. Alabama number five. Ohio State number six. Michigan number seven. Penn State number eight. Oklahoma State number nine. Michigan State number ten. Rounding out the top 10, Oregon. Iowa is at 11. Ole Miss is at 12. Notre Dame is at 13. Coastal Carolina in danger right now. Uh, They are at 14. Live check of the Coastal Carolina game. Last check was 27-27. 27-27. That is correct. The Kentucky Wildcats, after their loss, dropped to 15. Wake Forest stays at 16. NC State go or no. Texas A&M goes up to 17. NC State goes up to 18. Auburn back in the top 25 for the second or third time this year also jumps up to 19 from being non-ranked. Baylor back in the top 25 at 20. SMU at 21. San Diego State at 22. Pitt is in the top 25 for the first time this year. They are 23. 
UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. Oh, that when I saw the that. Roadrunners, the 7 and 0 UTSA Roadrunners, after being unranked, are at 24 in Purdue, 4 and 2, with I believe their second Big Ten win of the year, actually, because they beat the Illinois Fighting Illini 9 to 13. They jumped to 25 in that is your college football recap for week seven it is time good for, good for utsa man i love it i don't i don't expect them to be there too long i had them in my personal top 25 for last week i haven't done this week's yet but oh, i digress um moving on to the top 20 or the nfl week six recap starting with uh I got to reopen the notes. I can't remember the Thursday game. Tampa and Philly. <laughs> Tampa and Philly. This game happened while we were live last week. The Tampa. did, and uh, Philly hit me with a backdoor cover. Yes, yes, they did. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won 28-22. to 22. Uh, You have anything to say about it? I don't. Not particularly. Uh, Philly... Fought a little bit harder than I would have expected, but you know they didn't roll over and NFL. die. That's the NFL for you. Yep. The game happening over in London, uh, in jolly old England. Uh, first off, city of London, country of the United Kingdom, the nation of the United Kingdom. Uh, my condolences that you had to watch another bad game between two bad teams back to back weeks. I don't understand why we send the worst games to London every fucking year. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> we talked about it last no, week, but yeah. No way did the NFL think that Jags Dolphins was going to be a good game when the schedule came out fucking however many months ago. No fucking way. Right. Who, who wanted that? And what was the other one? Falcons and who Jets. The Falcons played Jets. Yeah. Who wants that? Nobody. We want to we want to grow the sport internationally, but we're gonna give you the worst possible games. It's like a fucking Lions. I'm surprised the Lions don't end up in London more. Right. The Bengals have only been there once. I'm I'm shocked. Um. Lions. Lions too. The Jacksonville Jaguars get their first win. A kicker they signed off of the street. Kicks the game-winning field goal in the dying seconds. Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer get their first win. Jacksonville wins 23-20. <laughs> also, a quick note on the kicker. like what, Urban Meyer fucking just booted Josh Lambeau out for no goddamn reason. What the hell is that about? I thought... I can't remember why. I'm got, Let me look that up. I thought there was an actual reason why he was... Like, Lambeau's, Lambeau's a, a, been a solid NFL kicker. reason for that fucking that ain't for yeah, the brand got, he he got booted uh after josh wright uh, or whatever his name was um um whatever his name is made three field goals josh lambo didn't have a great start to this season but yeah he I don't know what happened. Why? I was 
I thought there was an actual reason. Um, but gotta now stick with, gotta stick with your guy, Jackson. Um, not much else to say about that game. No. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks, thanks Jags. Thanks, Jags, for winning a game and putting the Lions in in 32nd out of 32 NFL teams. Thanks, guys. You love it. You're excited. You just can't tell in your voice. I am very excited. It's exactly where I want to be. Oh, God. The uh, Cincinnati... Thibodeau coming. (laughs) Matt Corral coming. Oh, God. I don't want to take Matt Corral the number one overall pick. I wouldn't necessarily want to take uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, but... I'd take Thibodeau over over uh, Matt Corral. If Corral's hanging around when we get to the Rams pick, or if we no, I can't. Well, I probably can't trade back and still be in the first round. If he's hanging around with that late first round pick or second round, which I doubt that he will be, um, then yeah, yeah, I fucking pick him up. But no, not not number one. He's, I mean, he's gonna be the first quarterback to go off the board, most likely. Unless people are still high on Sam Howell for whatever reason. Um, Cincinnati Bengals played the Detroit Lions in a game that we saw the refs a lot. Yeah, that was brutal in the in the first half of that game. The Bengals score. We uh, saw the Bengals score a lot too. They did. Uh, we saw Jamar Chase with a uh, vicious block. <laughs> Fucking, I don't remember who that was for Detroit, but screw him on his ass. He can block you better like... than he can catch a football? No. Can't do it. I, I I have seen Bengals fans and, you know, and NFL fans in general saying, oh, man, it looks like looks like the Bengals made the right pick. You know, not drafting Penny Sewell over over Jamar Chase. It was not the right pick. It will never be the right pick. There, only because only because Sewell's, I won't say he struggled, but you know, youngest player in the goddamn league. It's gonna take him some time. I expect him to be you know a fucking Pro Bowler year one. The, He'll be fine. Receivers like Jamar Chase are a dime a dozen. The only difference between him and it, literally any receiver at, out of this upcoming draft class is. Jamar Chase went to school with Joe Burrow. Um, the Bengals won 34-11. I mean, that, that helps. That helps. Like, I don't have much to say about this game. I can't. I expect. I. I expected I the Bengals to do this. Yeah. Um. Are you still on the 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 you don't want to win games thing? I mean, you guys are sitting at four and two right now. <clears throat> Here's the thing. They're not going to win the division. But but, 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 let's say you got the Ravens this week. What happens if y'all go in there and win? Will you believe in the Bengals at that point? Believe? No. Will I want them to switch from just trying to loot tank to win some games? Yeah. I mean, look look at who you guys have lost to. Green Bay, who's like the number two team in the league right now. And who was the other one? Chicago. Oh, never mind. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing with before you get to the Lions. I actually have one thing to say about the Lions. I have my opinions on the Lions. I have one thing to say about the Lions real quick. They seem to be regressing every week. <laughs> like Um man, I don't even know if I can say it say that because you know, week one was terrible. We had no business being 
in that game with the 49ers and 49ers got way too soft and we made a couple plays. Um, and then, and then week two, week two was Baltimore, I do believe. Uh, Green Bay. Uh, Oh, yeah. Green Bay. Good first half of football. And if fucking wheels fell off in the second half and then, and then the game against Baltimore, that one was, was a good one. I, you know, it, it was a rough first half. We were down, but I feel like we we're capable right now of playing like a good half of football. And unfortunately, as I'll get to my point later, we didn't play a single good Drive. series of good yeah. <laughs> football um, all game. Now, let me get to the Bengals real quick. This Bengals team, yeah, they have four wins, which they've matched in six games. They matched their win total last year. But you look at who they've beat. They have beaten the Minnesota Vikings. Um, let me... The schedule is not good for the Bengals. No, I think they were like 29th last time I saw. I'm going to look that up. Yes, I believe so. Um, let me look. They beat the Vikings 24-27 in overtime. The Vikings are three and three. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a tricky Vikings team that they average, but no. lost to the Bears, who just are the Bears. They beat the Steelers, who I believe are now three and three. Twenty sixth is the strength of schedule for the Bengals. They beat the Jags, who are one and f- six, one and five. I'm sorry, one and six. One and five. Um, they lost to the Packers, who yes, they're the best team, in the, the second best team in the NFL probably, or at least definitely the second best team in the NFC. Um, and then they beat the Lions. Like, the Bengals aren't beating good teams. No. Like, but they're beating a team that has a lot of questions in Pittsburgh. They beat a Vikings team that isn't good. They beat a Jags team that is awful. They beat a Lions team that is awful. This this Cincinnati Bengals team looks like the Cincinnati Bengals team of last year, where they beat bad t- other than the Bengals last year won two games against good teams, and their in their four games they beat the Steelers who were a playoff team, they beat the Titans who were a playoff team. Two just the the game against the Titans was Joe Burrow's best game last year. The game against the Steelers was a complete question because we had a fourth string quarterback in. We had the COVID emergency COVID, quarterback yeah, COVID emergency guy. who showed up and balled out. Um, like this Bengals, but their other two wins, they beat Jacksonville and they beat Houston. They beat two teams that were objectively worse than them. And they, their four wins are against teams that are, the Steelers have question marks. So I don't know if they're worse than the Bengals, but they're, not significantly better, and I don't think right. the Vikings are that much better than the Bengals. They haven't beaten anybody better than them, who are like above and beyond better than them. They've beaten Pittsburgh. Could turn out to be a fringe playoff team, maybe. It's hard to say. Minnesota's not going to be a playoff team, I don't think. And then, the and then there's Jacksonville and Detroit. I mean, it does take a lot to beat an NFL team by 33. It does. I that I will say. They look. They played. Or sorry, uh, 20, 20, 23. The score right. 34, yeah. 11. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. At I, times, there were some times I'm where the Cincinnati. Ba- 
the Cincinnati Bengals look terrible and just confused, which is Cincinnati Bengal football. Um, there are times where they didn't look good, and then there was times where they looked like they knew what they were doing. I just don't know if they can put it all together. They haven't really, against good teams, have not shown me that they can put it all together. Yet. All right. Now so, go ahead. What, what, what was your point about the Lions, though? I thought you said you had. They stuff. just seem to be regressing in some way. It seems like they get worse every week. I mean, no question about it. Worst game of the year. Uh, yes. That was one of the most brutal offensive performances I've seen out of a Lions team in a long time, and that's saying something. And the thing is, is that it's it's not going to get better this year. It's uh, no. just not. <clears throat> and if you expect it to get better this year, I, that's on you because you're setting yourself up for disappointment. This team has no talent. Um, <clears throat> Jared Goff has been future. definitely getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think there's any way you can argue with me on that. No, I cannot. He he, it's... especially has been. I mean, there were, I don't know if you saw this, but at halftime, Lions fans were clamoring for David Blau. I saw you. So, <clears throat> first off, all I'm going to say is the only reason I, and I can't speak for you, I stayed sober for this entire game. Only because I was at work. Uh, <laughs> like, I didn't actually, have a choice. No, I, I did. I, I, I indeed did. I wish I wouldn't have because that Let's first go. half was so terrible to watch. refs on the can uh, on on my screen more than the football players <laughs> you would even sent me a message about like we were texting throughout the game as we do just basically every day we talk a lot whether it be about po- about sports or the podcast or video games something and we were texting i was sitting in my i was sitting in my um in our dining area at work where our tvs are watching he sends me and jordan sends me a text We've seen the refs more in this first quarter than we've even seen the players, which was true. It felt like everything, there was either a flag or something needed to be reviewed. <clears throat> and it's this thing where, and Mike Pereira said it on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, where they have, you know, a replay guy in their headset and it feels like the refs just don't want to officiate anymore. Correct. They don't want to make the calls. They want replay to do it for them. I agree. And they're scared to officiate. And it's just, it's it's slowing these games down so much. It's been. And I mean, fucking Lions drew Cleet Blakeman to be the head ref. This next, so this ought to be fun. It feels like, like every Lions game, we get stuck with just shitty crews. And Who was the crew this week? I, I forgot. I, I forget. don't. Which is, like, and it's it's not just been the NFL where it seemed terrible. It's been college, too, this year. It just seems... At a Big Ten, specifically, yeah. <sighs> that Michigan, I still I still take some of the blame. I still am going to shoulder some of the blame for the Michigan-Nebraska game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> tweeting. Oh, that fucking. <laughs> tweeting, I didn't want, I don't, I'm not watching this game to see the refs. But hey, refs, I'm not watching this game to see you. The next three drives, we only see the refs. 
Like, you know I'm sick of seeing the refs on my screen. When you want when Michigan say, to punt? When I say I don't care if we score on this drive, just let it be over. <laughs> it was so bad. But, yeah, I mean, Lions, Lions stink. Lions should stink. They do stink. I mean... Lions, uh, some Lions want. fans are upset about it. Some of them are, and I don't get why. I mean, it's, some it's want casual. Liberty's quarterback. <laughs> that I will never understand. Fucking, I, yeah, D2 quarterbacks have a great track record in the NFL. One of like, them, yeah, I mean, phenomenal track record. My, one of them broke or sprained their both of their ankles in one play. Yeah, and then there's Trey Lance, who Lord knows what he is. He's dead so, right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you thought that this team was going to be any good. It's a casual fans, man. It's the ones that just want to, you know, old man screams a cloud thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's about right. So I, I don't know. I, they, they, they ain't got a chance in hell of getting win number one against the Rams. Negative. Hell no. Um, Anything else big, to say? Big spread. Big spread, though, in that game. Uh, yeah, As it no, should be. Uh, <laughs> right <clears throat> nothing nothing else to say lions lions they're they are hot ass yeah i second that moving on <laughs> green green bay packers uh aaron Rodgers still owns the chicago bears he does <clears throat> um and... packers won 24 to 14 this game was a little bit closer than i kind of was expecting i figured I want to pull some stats up from this game. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Chicago. Because Justin Fields, I mean, didn't play. He didn't play great. He went 16 for 27, 174, an interception, and a, t- and a tutty, and a TD there. I mean, not bad, not good. Just, no. But he he was average. Justin Fields was average. Which for Justin Fields, him being average is probably the end of the world for him. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's also at the same time the best case scenario I think right now. I yeah. Mean, the Bears team <clears throat> that they have and the guy he's got coaching him. Like he didn't play terrible. He just he played all right. He played. It's just that that Bears team overall is so bad that he has to play Love. elite across the entire board for them to do anything. And that Packers team is just so good, and the Bears are just. Love Aaron Rodgers. Screaming at the Green Bay crowd. Or the Chicago I crowd. I own you. <laughs> yes, the Chicago crowd. Excuse me. Um, I own you. I still own you. I've owned you my entire career. I loved it. He has. Oh, I know. That's the great thing, too. I mean, he's owned, he's owned the entire NFC North, though, to be fair. True. True that. Like, I, I can't recall a time, <clears throat> and I, I'm sure it happened once or twice, Maybe when we had like Stafford and like Calvin Johnson, I, that the Lions beat Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers was healthy. Right. Um. Moving on, the Indianapolis Colts played what is one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Houston Texans. Not much to see here. Not much to say here. Uh, the Colts won thirty-one to three. They did. Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz looked good. Um, maybe Indy's starting to find a, a little bit of, uh, something that they can, um, claw back in and, you know, see, see what they can do. I didn't think Indy was as bad as their record. So for their uh, sake, yeah, we'll I hope see. they can find something. 
You know, and they got they got T.Y. Hilton back now. Otherwise, so. Tennessee's gonna run away with this division, literally. Oh yeah. Um, the in another game where there's not much to say here, the Los Angeles Rams beat the New York Football Giants 38 to 11. I'm so surprised, Giants. <clears throat> I mean, there are worse teams, but I think the Giants are the most dysfunctional. No, they're up there. This next one of these next teams we're about to talk about is a bit more dysfunctional in my opinion. And oh, another boy. game, not much to see here. The Kansas City Chiefs oh. beat a Washington football team 31-13. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had one really just dumb interception. But that other, was a doozy. But other than that, the Chiefs, I mean, up until the first half of this game was close. And then the Chiefs kind of. It, it was. <clears throat> Washington was uh, was leading um, at, at one point. At halftime, uh, I believe. Yeah, getting, you know, I, I believe so. And then, and then KC just, just, yeah, <laughs> they did what Green Bay did uh, against Detroit. Like, you know, they're, they're the better team. Had to get some shit figured out. Had to get some shit straightened out. <laughs> they did it. That's what good teams do. Yeah, Washington has a lot of dysfunction right now. <laughs> Moving on, the Minnesota Vikings and Captain Kirk Cousins played large, chunky man Sam Darnold. Yeah, they sure did. I, I, I wanted to believe in Sam Darnold that, that it was all Adam Gase's fault in the New York Jets. It don't appear that that's the case. I never wanted to believe in Sam Darnold just because Colin Cowherd loves him so much. Um, Minnesota Vikings beat Carolina. It took overtime, 34-28. to 28. Uh, Carolina really needs Christian McCaffrey back. That's all I got on that one. Yeah. Moving, down, moving on to the absolute beatdown of the week the Baltimore the uh, I honestly don't know if it's even arguable in my opinion best team in the AFC Baltimore Ravens took on the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert <sighs> Lamar Jackson and the Ravens as a whole kind of had a field day the fuck happened? what happened here Justin Herbert didn't have a good day. The Chargers didn't have a good day. Um, yeah. Couple stats from the game when it wants to load up. When it wants to load up. When it wants to load up, I said, thank you. I think it's hilarious, though, that Stephen A. Smith goes on first take on Monday and says, I need to see more out of Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> what more do you want? I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean... He had one intercept or one touchdown, two interceptions. Threw for only 167. Um, Justin Herbert threw for more yards and only had one interception compared to his two, but he also threw the ball 40 times. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert was also the Chargers' leading rusher at 12 yards. Did Austin Eckler die? Ah, uh, he had seven. Austin Eckler had seven yards and. Some other, some Jay Kelly had seven yards. Fuck. Yep. The, Literally, the, what the fuck? That makes no sense. The Ravens' defense is really good. The Ravens are really good. Lamar Jackson didn't play, like, elite. But they don't have to. Um, the, they, they tugged, or they yanked, um... Or sad, I shouldn't say yank, because that would imply that they he got pulled for playing bad. 
they pulled Lamar ja- or they sat Lamar Jackson and the backup quarterback was the one who went out and took a knee. <laughs> was that McSorley? Um, I believe no. Tyler Huntley <laughs> was the one who went out and took the knee. <laughs> right. Trace <laughs> McSorley couldn't even get out there. <laughs> oh no. Um, not much else to say there. The Ravens are good all around. The Chargers are—they're not there yet. They're close, no, but not there yet. I, they're not on on that level of Baltimore, but yeah, they're pretty good. They'll, they'll probably be a playoff team. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on to another AFC North team. We've almost talked about all of them. Um, and an NFC West foe. The Arizona Cardinals took on Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Well, Cleveland was not believing this week. Yeah, ba- Baker was dinged up heading into this. Baker this got this dinged one. up, dislocated his left, sh- his non-throwing shoulder again. Something yeah, the, the already messed up shoulder. The Browns are in need of a bye week bad. Um, Arizona won 37-14. It's just Arizona's offense is good. Their defense at times can be questionable. This week they didn't look yeah, questionable, I mean, but no. But I think Cleveland, Cleveland's just banged up, and I mean Baker is already limited as is. Like then you add in the injury. I mean it, it, it's fitting that they're having him sit out for tomorrow's game. I mean, yeah, probably the right call. The Browns are. I mean. <laughs> Good call. They have them sitting tomorrow, uh, but they're in a they're in need of a bye week or just an extended break, as a whole. In a bad way. Oh yeah. Probably like in terms of just in the NFL team out of all the NFL teams, they probably other than maybe Seattle, are in need of a bye week in a really bad yeah. way. <laughs> yes, yeah, Seattle um, needs one too. Geno Smith ain't it. The Las Vegas Raiders, off of all of their controversy swirling around and dysfunction, um, I forgot to mention this part. Mark Davis said uh, he was thinking that to expect NFL lawsuits against the NFL just a couple hours prior to the to the uh, Dem- Vegas Denver kickoff. So that that controversy was swirling around. All of the controversy of Gruden was still swirling around, as it probably will with the. Ve- the Las Vegas Raiders all season. However, the Las Vegas Raiders won 34 to 24. That's controversy game, interim head coach game. It was always Las Vegas. They were always going to win this game. Yes. There was not a chance in hell that they were not going to win. I, interim, I, I thought they weren't going to win, but. Interim head coaches, I feel like the record for them winning games in those first couple weeks after they take over must be insane. I I had no confidence with the Raiders. First off, I will say I did expect something stupid to happen, and well, I it was it did. Uh, Mark Davis coming in just like two hour two three hours before the game. Yeah, expect lawsuits against the end. This is a this is a uh, attack. This is just. A hit on the Las Vegas Raiders by the NFL. Expect lawsuits. It happened just a few hours before. Um, fuck yeah. is, the fuck <laughs> is running running the Raiders? Mark Davis or fucking Donald Trump? 
That's, right. I mean, that's that's the shit it's on. Um, moving on, in a game that took overtime, the Dallas Cowboys, who had 600 some odd yards, played the New England Ooh. Patriots, who had uh, 250, I think. Uh, Dallas. Sounds sounds about right because Dallas couldn't get out of their own way. This shouldn't have been a game. Dallas won 35-29. Um, Dallas doesn't fuck themselves over. They put up a 50 burger on on the Patriots. Right now, I'm confident that either either Dallas isn't good or their coaching is so bad that they're just not good. Everything uh, everything Mike McCarthy and, did was just such a joke. Coaching and discipline are real questions for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I think it's gonna gonna cost him in the long run i think but they're a good team they just are poorly coached and can't get out of their own way at times <sighs> um moving they've on got the talent i mean they, they, they got you know they got digs back there who's just like the most hit or miss player in the nfl he's either you know picking the ball off or allowing 75 yard touchdowns like he did in this game. Literally, pick six, next play for New England. Boom. Bomb for Matt but Jones. Here's the thing. You can't tell Dallas fans that uh, Diggs is an idiot. It was bad. You can't tell Dallas fans that, that that play was Diggs' fault. That play, according to Dallas fans, was all the safety's fault. You can go read through my Twitter mentions on that. Those guys weren't stupid enough to make it on stupid people say stupid things. I mean, I don't, I don't expect Dallas fans to be the most intelligent people on the planet, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that was Quandre Diggs' fault so bad. Uh, not Quandre Diggs. Uh, or, yeah, um, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon yeah. Diggs. Not the the one that's related to Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Um, no, he he's completely. He is the most hit or miss player in. I feel like in the entire NFL, because like his name's out there because he's he's boy, he's got like six interceptions on the year. Yeah, he has and, an interception every week. And literally, but then he does, then he does stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> and and I'm not the only one that says it. It's it's a fairly common thing, but Dallas fans can't, you know. Yeah. Minute, I suppose. Oh, that wasn't his fault. He got beat on a double move. Yeah, he got beat on the double move. <laughs> he he got beat. What do you say? I don't care that he. Yeah, he had safety help. The safety was supposed to be over the top. It was supposed to be over top help. Not. Oh, he got beat by a double move. Yeah, the safety missed the tackle. But Quandre or Trayvon Diggs got just beat. That's why, it's, that's why it's called safety help. <laughs> if, if you if, if the corners were just, you know, you know, every time they goof up, going to blame the safeties, like, I mean, <laughs> might as well not. I had one Cowboys anymore. fan. Well, Diggs caught back up to him after he got beat. <laughs> after he got it didn't matter. He allowed yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. Um, moving on to like, the night. Did, did those points not count? Did I miss something? Yeah. But caught back up to him. Okay, he's fast. Yeah. Whatever, he didn't make the play. He, he caught back up to him after the ball had already been caught. It was, right. He still got beat flat. He got flat beat. And, I mean... Beat, beat flat, flat beat. The interception, like... Diggs has an interception every week, every game this year. Which is impressive. But, yeah. Um, moving on. Who the fuck? With that team and with him, yeah. I don't know. They're good, but man, they just gotta. I mean, they had fucking. 
a million penalties, it seemed like, for over 100 yards. They just, in terms of offensive yards, had triple almost what the Patriots had. Patriots had no business being in that game, and that game had no business going overtime. Like I yeah. said, no business. Um, In a game that also went to overtime, we had a few this week, I just now realized. I was going to – I almost said that earlier. We had a lot of games go to overtime this week. Yeah. NFL's, NFL's a tough league, man. I don't know if it's that it's necessarily a tough league or if there's just – every team just isn't really good right now. There's so it's many just... – <clears throat> It's just closer than college, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't necessarily think it's necessarily a tough league. Like, you look at the games that went to overtime, one of them shouldn't have been. One – the the one we're about to talk about, um, the one we just talked about shouldn't have shouldn't have went to overtime. The Vikings and Panthers aren't really good teams, and then this one, I, Pittsburgh just has so many questions. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers played Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson lists Seattle. Um, and that's the story you need to know right there. Um, Pittsburgh won twenty three twenty in overtime. Uh, Geno Smith. What's the thing? As somebody who, um, and I'm never going to do this again, as somebody who had a same-game parlay that included Geno Smith passing for 200 yards. 200 yards as an an NFL player. And he didn't do it? I mean... So here's what I don't get. First off, there's that... I don't know what he was doing on that fumble. That fumble, like... That fumble in overtime, yes. Yeah, can't have. Um, phenomenal, 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 intelligent, top, elite play by T.J. Watt, who is an elite player. That's holy. Wait, uh, He's a dude. Yeah. He is a dude. By the way, going back to last game for a second, Mac Jones got absolutely murdered. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> um. But yeah, TJ TJ Watt's fucking unbelievable. Phenomenal play by him, but that right there just shows why Geno Smith's a backup quarterback. Right. I, In that scenario, you don't you don't do what you do, did with the ball there. What Geno Smith hadn't started a game since like 2017. Yeah, you throw that ball. Just throw that ball away. Don't try this and do- game. Had the most absurd amount of running that I've ever fucking seen. But that's what I don't get is Seattle has DK DK Metcalf, who in my opinion is one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, yeah, when Russ is in there, yes. Why are you just? Why are you not get trying to even get him the ball? It was it was really all game that way. Like yeah, and I don't I get don't it. Know if it was just I don't know if it was just a disconnection between Geno Smith and those guys. Like, when Russell Wilson's in the game, you, you throw the ball to DK, you throw the ball to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett had one target, or didn't have a target, until the fourth quarter. Yep. <clears throat> and DK didn't have that many either. Yeah. Like, why are that you not was... putting the ball, you're putting the ball in, what, Will Disley or whatever his name was, in his hands? I was going to say, <laughs> my, my exact uh, words, when he scored a touchdown, might I add, I, I messaged Toss to the like. Who the fuck is this Disley guy? Yeah, I don't even know if his first name is Will. I just... 
I'm sorry, Mr. Disley, if you watch this podcast. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. We we don't, man. But, like, you got those guys out there. They they were just – Gino just was like, I got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You know, those those guys do pretty well. And Russ throws them the ball. I'm just going to look them them off. Yeah. And then here's where I think – and grant yes the game went into overtime but here's where i think seattle ended up just losing the game and it felt like they were just playing to either go into this happened in regulation it felt like they were just like okay whatever happens happens with geno smith with him here mm-hmm. and i think it's gonna be this way the next couple of weeks until they get will russ back on a pivotal third down in the fourth quarter it was like third and it was third and passing scenario it's like third and six, third and seven. You don't have DK Metcalf or Ty Lockett on the field. Makes zero sense. I don't know what Pete Carroll was doing. I honestly think if if the Seattle Seahawks were to just go out and tie every single game until Russell Wilson gets back, which just isn't going to happen, it's just not possible. Um, I think for, I think Pete Carroll will be okay with that. I mean, literally. <clears throat> I mean, he's just playing to not. He's having Geno Smith to play to not lose. Can we talk about the absolute stupidity? And I don't understand how this has happened because Chris Collinsworth used to be a very very solid uh, color announcer. <clears throat> Not great, but solid. I'll I'll agree with. Solid, yes. I mean, what? I mean, look at the competition. It's, it's what? Fucking whoever the hell was calling the game with with Chris Myers, Lions, Bengals last week. It's yeah. like he's 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 one other of than, the better. Other than Tony Romo, the there really is no competition. Tony Romo, or not Tony Romo, Chris Collinsworth, at one point said. Oh, I didn't know that Russell Wilson was this important to Seattle's success. What? <clears throat> Russ is the only reason that this team is relevant, man. He's one of the best players in the NFL, regardless of position. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he didn't realize Matthew Stafford was good at football up until this year. Yeah. Also, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, moving on to the Monday night game. Oh God. I hurt. What? This, this this game fucking hurt. I I was surprised by it, but not like I don't know. The Tennessee Titans on the back it's... of absolute dude, man who might not be human, Derek Henry, man, honestly might have he might be beyond a human being he might be at a higher plane than human dude is gonna rush for 2000 he's he's probably gonna break all the rushing touchdown records rushing yards records and i get it's a 17 game season he'll probably do it by week 16 yeah let's be honest here derrick henry is on another fucking planet He's he's not human. He is 
he was sent by the aliens by he was sent by a higher being a higher power or whatever to play the game of football and teach us all how it was done how it's supposed to be done um, the only person the only thing that can even be considered on the same level as Derrick Henry and he does surpass him is a man that goes by the name of the <laughs> he is the scale of dude um Derrick Henry rushed for 20 uh, or 20 rushed 20 times for 143 yards um had a long of 76 three touchdowns um by the way the final score was 34-31 Derrick Henry just running through the Buffalo defense. Funny enough, I saw something that was almost made almost made it onto stupid people say stupid things. Oh. About this game. It came from a New York Jets fan. What? Why? The New York Jets fan came out and said Because someone tweet some some sport some somewhere tweeted some somewhere tweeted Derek, I think it was like FanDuel actually tweeted, Derrick Henry can't be stopped. And then this New York Jets fan comes out and says, we stopped Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry rushed for 170 yards against the Jets. You stopped the Titans. You did not stop that man. You, you stopped uh, Mike Vabrell's team that had Ryan Tannehill throw the ball 50 times. I tell you, man, stupid's an epidemic. You did not stop Derrick Henry, who ran for a hundo, a buck seventy against the Jets. Um, everybody, this... who, everyone who plays the Titans this year, anytime Derrick Henry touches the ball, they're gonna be saying this: "Mama, there goes that man again." Mm-hmm. This game, though, came down to that decision late in the game by Sean McDermott, not <laughs> to tie the game. Not to kick the field goal. Oh, God damn it. Appalachian State is going to beat Coastal Carolina. Well, um, that's awkward. Massive ass. Um, Confirmed. Yeah. It came down to that. <clears throat> you, you don't kick the field goal to tie. You get stuffed on fourth down. I mean, I think it's just confidence in that Buffalo's going to be all right, and they don't—they don't have a lot of faith in the rest of their division to keep up with them. I wouldn't either. But, but I mean, I—I—I I, I don't know. I'm taking the points, like against a good team like Tennessee. <clears throat> like, take the points, tie the game. Go to overtime. Don't do that. And not only not get it, but a quarterback sneak with your franchise quarterback, one of the better ones in the NFL right now in Josh Allen, and have him just get murdered on a quarterback sneak. It just, yeah, I don't know. We've seen too many things happen these past few few years with quarterback sneaks where franchise quarterbacks get hurt. We have a couple years ago, Patrick Mahomes missed a couple weeks because he dislocated his knee on one. I don't get that play. All I'm going to say, though, about this, Derrick Henry, he's not going to win the MVP because he's a running back, and it's a quarterback award. But Derrick Henry, I hope one of these years 
that he does. He d- fucking deserves it. He should have won it last year. At twenty, he had he was twenty like twenty yards short of breaking the single season rushing record. He's gonna break it this year. Yeah, Derrick Henry is on another planet. I like, don't. He's not gonna win the MVP this year, but he should. He he is the MVP. I think he's gonna win one eventually. Whether it be this year or some sometime, you know, in the future. Better happen quick, because the lifespan of a running back is, is a short one in the NFL. I don't th- so. I mean I think his is gonna be a long because he's he's an animal. He is a, I mean he's he's been King Henry now. This is going on three years. Yeah. So Fun fact also, Derrick Henry uh, on his seventy six yard run uh broke a um He's measured as the fastest player in the NFL this year. He reached the highest top speed so far of the season. Which is honestly shocking. Only because what I saw out of Jonathan Taylor in that Colts game. Good Lord. I mean, that's Tyreek. Long run that Jonathan Taylor had. In the in in the Colts beat down on the Texans, holy shit! I, I the fact that the Lions drafted DeAndre Swift over Jonathan Taylor, I know I'm I'm biased because we watch a lot of Big Ten games, me and you both. But we knew Jonathan Taylor was a dude at Wisconsin. He was the only reason they were relevant. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we got DeAndre Swift, who's a solid running back. We ain't Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, question from chat: Who's gonna be better the rest of this season, AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin? Uh, a tough question. Terry, Terry McLaurin's uh, kind of banged up right now. He's uh, I say, questionable, I believe. Terry McLaurin's gonna be questionable for this week, if I remember correctly. And I, I, actually, I believe um, no, not this week. Uh, I don't believe AJ Brown is is questionable this week. He was last week, and it's Julio Jones is questionable. Um, who's gonna be better? Oh, I like them both. I am a Terry McLaurin guy. Terry McLaurin went to Ohio State. I, however, think, and I, this is a, not a, don't get me wrong. Ryan Tannehill is not an elite quarterback. I think Tannehill is better than anybody, than Taylor Heineke, or really anybody that Terry McLaurin is going to have thrown to him this year. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it, too. Um, so I think. I would, Go ahead, Jordan. WFT's got a got a dude in, in Terry McLaurin, but uh, just and, and Taylor Heineke's no slouch. I mean, he's he's way more than I would have ever expected him to be. So, you know, props to him. But um, I guess if I had to pick one, I would say I would say AJ Brown would have a better um have a better rest of this season just because he has a better quarterback I, thrown I, to him. It's 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 tough because you know what defines you know better season I I suppose and if, if you're looking the Titans are, if the Titans are smart they don't really throw the football a whole lot and up to Derrick Henry fifty times a game yeah but they won't do that yeah so they'll know I think those are those are actually very similar players in terms of what i would expect out of them throughout the whole year for varying circumstances this terry mclaurin's just a number one receiver and aj brown's aj brown is it, it he's a number one receiver it, just not with julio jones there <laughs> it's honestly i i feel like for for 
Tennessee, it's like 1A, 1B. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Julio's a bit older now, you know. <laughs> Still a dude, but... Yeah. That's a very good question. Yeah, so to uh, answer that question, um, Swadham... We don't fucking know. <laughs> I would have to say, just based off of Tannehill being slightly better, um... A.J. Brown, if you're just going off of pure stats, I think A.J. Brown will have a better statistical season. Who will have a more... Who will have a bigger impact on their team, their team's potential success? I think... I'm McLaurin. If if Washington wants to have any success, they need to get Terry McLaurin the ball in any way possible. Yeah. Uh, McLaurin is, again, questionable this week going into Green Bay, though. Um, So that does it for the NFL recap. Um... Jordan. Fucking pain, man. Fucking pain. Jordan, it's your channel. Lead us through the picks. It is time for your segment. It is time for the picks. I don't know why I'm excited. Because this first game is happening right now. It's actually over. It was, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Um, actually, I'm going to stop you one time. Um. Yeah. Picks record uh, so far for the through this season midway point of the NCAA season I am 52 and 53 Jordan is 49 and 56. Yeah man I I'm I've been trying some things to get back at it and get back you know on the winning winning record it's not quite the NFL we'll get to the to our our picks record in the NFL lately you've put together some fucking weeks yeah I have. <laughs> But I'm just trying some things, and it ain't sticking right now. But, you know, we're not done yet. Not not an impossible gap to close here. The first game of the picks just ended. Number 14, Coastal Carolina. They were minus three and a half against Appalachian State. 94% of the people on CBS Sports were on Coastal Carolina undefeated Coastal Carolina until tonight. That game is final 30-27. to 27. Fucking pain. <clears throat> I used a $30 free bet on that shit. I was on that Coastal Carolina train. So I was wrong. I was too. <laughs> I, I believed in Coastal Carolina. It's the only reason I put that game in here. I, I would have... I hadn't bet on Coastal Carolina actually all year long, but I finally was just like, fuck it, and threw them in there with the Utah Jazz minus like 1,100 against the uh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and then Coastal Carolina to cover three and a half. And Oops. what do you know? I mean, it's just the way my betting luck has gone these last few days. I don't want to hear it, but yeah, yeah mine's been rough. I I had I had a good weekend two weekends ago where I went five and zero. Oh. Ever since it's been a fucking shit show. I I even want to bet in three days by like fucking you know inches it seems. Right. So we're both wrong on Coastal Carolina already. Own oh, one record. Yep, starting the week uh, off rough. But maybe this will brighten your spirits. We got some action. Eastern Michigan, they're on the road. Minus yes. three. <laughs> they take on Bowling Green. 94% of the people are on the four and three Eastern Michigan Eagles, I do believe. Yes. Who do you got? So, some people, 
say I'm a man of the people. Oh, uh, here we go. This is going to bite me in the ass, but I am going against what the people say. Yes, Bowling Green, or Eastern Michigan, scores more points than Bowling Green. They give up, uh, for all intents and purposes, the same amount of points. Bowling, or Eastern Michigan has more yards per game and Bowling Green really the only thing that they edged Eastern out in terms of stats is yards per game however Eastern Michigan is not phenomenal on the road at 1-2 and two. Bowling Green yeah you could say they're 1-2 and two at home because well they've only won one game and what, however Bowling Green is 5-1 and one against the spread I am going Bowling Green this is essentially a pick em in terms of college so, give me the Bowling Green Falcons. You know, I really fucking hate you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because you pick Bowling Green for the exact reasons that I pick Bowling Green. <laughs> and well, you don't have to go on. As a man of integrity, I will not switch my pick. I am sticking with Bowling Green because honestly, I don't, I don't fucking know about this game. Uh, 94% of the people in Eastern Michigan, though, I, I, me and you both didn't see it. I mean, we might very well be the 6% that it picked Bowling Green. Right. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Swap pick over just game? for a second to see if it drops. <laughs> uh, that game, by the way, before we move on, is on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> and we move on to a game that's on ESPNU. Northern Illinois. Oh, boy. Five and two, they're on the road. They're plus five and a half against the Central Michigan Chippewas. You can't use the man of the people line here because it's split 50 Um, This is a game of uh, a lot of injured players. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that much. To say the least. Um, fire up chips. The Central Michigan Chippewas down in Mount Pleasant um, haven't lost a game at home yet. Um, they edge out Northern Illinois in every statistical category except for points in which Northern Illinois is averaging 28.4 a game and Central is averaging 27.7. So yep. not a big statistical difference. Um, Central is a five and a half point favorite. Give me the Central Michigan Chippewas. Fire up chips, baby. Well, big game for me here. The Northwestern Wildcats, they're on the road. They travel to the hole that fielding Yost dug, more commonly known as the Big House, Michigan minus 21 and a half. Something notable. Northwestern. Yes, go ahead. Something notable. This is our first Saturday game that's on a real network. That is true. Okay, so... I got some things to say about this game. So buckle in. Uh-oh. This if you're a Mich- if you are a Michigan Wolverine Wolverine's is it, it is Wolverines, right? Not Michigan Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um if you were a Michigan plural, yes. Yeah. If you were Mul- a Michigan Wolverines, Wolverines oddly enough because I don't think multiple Wolverines exist in the state of Michigan. I've never seen one. It, I've, I don't even know if I've seen one in a zoo in the time, the 10 year, 11 years I, I've lived here in Michigan. 
I do not believe, and of course it's hard to, to know for certain, but I don't believe there are any Wolverines in Michigan. Solid. Um, if you were a player or member of the coaching staff of the Michigan Wolverines, this is the game you underline before the game that you circle on your calendar. There you go. I, I say underline because that's what I did as a player in my former playing days. We have a ge- big game that we schedule on the cal- we circle on our calendar. The game right before it, I take my red Sharpie because I always use the red Sharpie. Take my red Sharpie and underline the one right before the game that you circle. Next week is the game you circle if you're a Michigan Wolverine. If you're a Michigan, you circle the Michigan State game. This game right here is the one you underline because... This is a game that if you perform poorly, it's demoralizing. Trust me. I know that because I've had games like that. I've been on teams that have had scenarios like that. And then you take that negative energy into the following week. This is a game Michigan is. I don't Did you say the spread? What's that? Did you say the spread of this game? Minus 21 and a half. Michigan is a 21 and a half point favorite. I'm going to steal a phrase from Nick Saban. Michigan's players have to stay away from the rat poison. Nick Saban calls the media and all of the additional outside influence onto the team. That he, Nick Saban commonly refers to it as rat poison. If you're a Michigan Wolverines player, you're going around on campus all week hearing from your buddies that, are, that aren't on the team, hearing from your classmates, everything. Oh, you're supposed to beat Northwest. You're playing Northwestern this week. You're supposed to beat them by a shit ton. You just you just came off the bye week. This is the game. This is a game where it is easy to be lackadaisical and come out sleeping. And to make things worse, for Northwestern on the other side, if they win this game, it is a it is a season defining win. So yeah. the Michigan Wolverine they need to come out they need to come out awake. I am still going the Michigan Wolverines though, despite everything that I said. Because it's that important. It really is. If Harbaugh, um, if Harbaugh doesn't have the Wolverines coming out firing, there's gonna be questions and there's gonna be concerns. This game is important. Give me the Michigan Wolverines. It's um, <clears throat> it, 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 you know, every every game on the college schedule, especially, not so much the case in the NFL, is important. But in college. You know, one game, one loss could wreck your season. And it usually does. Uh, Michigan, I feel like they have a chance if they go out and beat Northwestern by this 21 and a half or more. You got a chance to be a road favorite against MSU. I don't know if that's what they want. I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Maybe they'd rather be the underdog. <clears throat> Hard to say. Maybe they don't give a shit. They probably don't. But for the fans, <clears throat> you gotta, you, you gotta hope that they come out and do exactly what they're supposed to do. Just do the business. Northwestern is not good. They are coming off their best game of the year, uh, and they've looked they've looked okay. But 
I still do think Michigan is on a higher level than Northwestern to the point that they could cover this 21 and a half. It's a lot of points. I'm a guy that loves taking the points. Can't do it with my guys. Give me Michigan. Minus 21 and a half. Uh, A game that exists. (laughs) Number two, Cincinnati undefeated. They're on the road, and they take on the Navy midshipmen sitting there at one and five. Oh, boy. Who do you got? Uh, Navy getting 27 and a half, by the way. Um, <clears throat> things have kind of fallen apart for Ken Niamatotolo's, um, squad. Yes. The Navy midshipmen there. Um. Remember when they dominated the Army-Navy game? Yeah. They, not they just that, they kind, of, they kind of <laughs> dominated the American Athletic Conference there. I mean... It's not saying a lot, but yes, he did. <laughs> um, We're ranked a little bit. Yeah. Things have just kind of fallen apart for the Navy midshipmen. I, I, as much as I kind of want to, I can't take Navy. Give me Cincinnati. All right. <clears throat> we finally differ. And here's why. That triple option of Navy. <clears throat> pain in the fucking ass. I will agree with that. That, and that means there's a lot of goddamn running. That is true. It is it is very hard to cover when the clock is running the entire goddamn time your opponent has the football. Navy's probably going to throw like five passes in this game, maybe ten if they're if if Cincinnati's lucky. <clears throat> a lot of points. Not quite four touchdowns. I really, if this was 28 and a half, I'd say it's almost a lock. The fact that it's 27 and a half has me a little bit concerned. But I'm going to take the, the, the midship. <clears throat> I'm going to take it. We'll see where we, where we go with that. Well, <laughs> Illinois fighting a lion eye. And um, his name escapes me. Brett Bielema. <laughs> They're on the road. Plus 23 and a half against number seven, Penn State. Penn State still has Sean Clifford just questionable. He hasn't been listed as out yet, so who knows? What do you say for this one? Hard game Hard game to predict with, with the starting QB. Still, we don't know who if he's going to be in or not. Well, Illinois is getting 20. 23, I mean. 23 flat. Yep. Today was the first time Sean Clifford has thrown this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see why Penn State would, would start him, and I don't. For this think, game, yeah, I, don't, I mean, they I don't win regardless. necessarily know if they should start him. If this is the first time he's thrown, you're talking three days before, and I saw, I saw picture on twitter where he came out and had an offensive lineman knee brace on his knee mm. um he's not gonna be very mobile dj mustafar's their best defensive tackle is still gonna be out um adizia isaac is gonna for their defensive end one of their start their defensive ends out 
Um, John Lovett, running back, questionable. Sean Clifford, questionable with an undisclosed injury. It appears to be a knee injury. I, I'm going the. I don't ever go Brett Bielema because he's terrible. Wow. But I'm going Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini. 23 is a lot for a team that in Penn State has some injuries and has. I don't really think a lot of reason to start Sean Clifford. I don't think he's gonna start. And that backup quarterback was atrocious. He has been bad, but Illinois is bad as an entire team. I don't care if Sean Clifford doesn't start. Kimmy Penn State minus 23. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Even number and a weird number, but I will take Penn State. <clears throat> Illinois is just. Current worst team in the Big Ten. I mean, Rutgers is kind of tanking, and they're getting down to that territory. Again. Rutgers is the, is the coldest team in all. Of, Rutgers needs a bye week in a bad way. I don't. I did. I don't know what Rutgers needs, but give me Penn State. Ah, we do have Purdue in the picks. Wisconsin is on the road. That was the name of Purdue Stadium. Do you know? Um, stupid Trainhorn Stadium. We'll go with that. <laughs> Wisconsin is a road favorite of all fucking things uh, against Purdue, who just knocked off Iowa. Purdue ranked, by the way, according, well, according to CBS. Uh, and has them at 20. It has them at 25. Wasn't UTSA 25? 20, UTSA was 24. Ah, that explains it. So number 25, Purdue is a home dog. Against the Wisconsin Badgers, who do you got? Um, well, for anybody who's a Big Ten fan, anytime you I like, I'm not gonna watch this game just because a, it's, no. it's gonna be bad, and B, I don't want to hear every time Purdue scores a touchdown. Which shouldn't have watched. Shouldn't have watched the Lions game though. I I wish I wish I didn't. Um, we have a we have a touchdown horn for whatever goddamn reason. Yeah. Um. Well, Purdue that Purdue train horn is gonna go off a lot against against Wisconsin. Give me Purdue. Wisconsin's just so bad. I don't think Wisconsin scored in the fourth quarter this year. I don't know the stats, so I won't say it. But <clears throat> I can't do it. I've seen Wisconsin's offense. I know how bad they are. Wisconsin is not Iowa, and Purdue just beat Iowa. So, Purdue might Purdue, but give me Purdue plus two and a half. I, I mean, the Purdue happens at any moment with no notice. So, who the hell knows? Um, Real quick, uh, I'm looking at this. So far, I am at 13 points in the fourth quarter for Wisconsin. 20, like all 20 all season. I'm through the Michigan game. Uh, they had zero against Illinois in the fourth quarter. So Jesus. there's 20 still. What was the final score of that game? Uh, 24-0. And then they had, so 27 points in the fourth quarter all season for Wisconsin. Mm. Ouch. Nope. I'm going, I'm still going Purdue. They aren't going to Purdue this week. They will eventually, but not this I mean, week. I, I, 
I can't I can't do it with, with it. It's not necessarily a glowing endorsement of Purdue. It's more an indictment on Wisconsin. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. Uh, speaking of bad, threw this in here just for you. Clemson's <laughs> on the road, facing number twenty-three Pittsburgh in an ass conference game. Pitt minus three and a half. Is Pat Narduzzi still the head coach over there? I don't the know. Make your pick, and I'll fucking find out. <laughs> Why is this game being played? Just why? Oh, wait, I know why, because it has to be. <laughs> I was gonna say, it does kinda have to. <laughs> why is this game being televised? There. This game's on ESPN at 3.30. There's gotta be a better game on at 3.30 that you could that you could put I on over this. So. Uh, Clemson is ass. DJ Ukulele... DJ, his his name is actually pronounced Uagalele. He is massive ass. Clemson is terrible. Oh. Dabo Sweeney is terrible. I would still if I would still rank Clemson number eleven in my top in my weekly top twenty five just despite Dabo. But like they're so bad that I can't even put him in there despite him. <laughs> like they're so bad. Gives me fucking Pittsburgh in a game that. Literally zero people should watch. If you watch this game, what are you doing with your life? Seriously. I mean, unless you're a Clemson or Pitt fan, which might total five people on this planet. Um, <laughs> Pat Narduzzi is still the head coach of Pitt. Uh, former Michigan State something. <laughs> yep. Defensive coordinator, I think. Fuck if I know. <clears throat> um... The people are surprisingly kind of split on this one. 56% of the people are on Pitt, which, it, given what we've seen from Clemson, I don't really know why the point the points aren't – you're not getting a lot. I can't do it. Give me Pitt, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Clemson is terrible. Cannot do it with Clemson. We got Big Ten action on ESPN, too. <clears throat> Maryland. The Terrapins and Talia Tagovailoa, they're on the road. They take on P.J. Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota, all of a sudden, second of all fucking things in the Big Ten West. They're minus five. What the hell is that number? <laughs> what the fuck is uh, that number? <laughs> give, me, give me your pit. Well... Maryland started off hot. They were probably the hottest team in the Big Ten. You could say whatever you want to say about being about Michigan or Michigan State. Maryland was probably the hottest team in the Big Ten because, well, they were expected to be bad. Hot? Yeah. Okay. It would have either been them or Rutgers. Let's be like. I was gonna say hottest team in the Big Ten is definitely wrong. But At the beginning of most, the season, those first four most games. Most overachieving team in the Big Ten was Maryland, yes. Like, they probably were the hike. Had to be. It's either them or Rutgers were, could have been were the hottest team in the Big Ten at that time. Um, in, in terms of, like, stock rising, yes. Then I mean, they still got fucking Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State. Well, yeah. All those guys. <laughs> but in terms of, like, like, Whoa! These people are these. This team's way better than we thought they'd be. 
Yes, yeah. They, they were... then they played Iowa and lost by 50 to that Iowa offense that was. I don't know how the hell that happened. And then no, yeah. Oh, I got them flu. And then they played Ohio State and gave up a lot. <laughs> that was a that was a 56 to to three game or thereabouts. I think it was more if I remember correctly. Um, Maryland's just I row the boat. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, give me even with even with no um Mo Ibrahim. Hasn't been hasn't been that way since midway through the first game of the year. Yeah, give me Minnesota. Row the boat, yeah. PJ Flag. Maryland's just yeah. They have the pieces to be good, maybe. I don't know. But they just... No. <sighs> coming off College of bye football. week, hopefully they could have a better showing than their games against Iowa and Ohio State. But five five points is low. Give me Minnesota. It's low and weird. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no. Um, PJ Fleck... I shouldn't love the guy since he went to a quote-unquote rival of Michigan in the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I got, I love PJ Fleck. Fucking row the boat. Minnesota minus five. Um, SEC action. Yay. <laughs> Ed Orgeron leads the, I say leads. It's probably a, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that, that, phrase will ring true walks out on the field he is the head coach of the lsu tigers they're on the road plus 10 and a half against the Ole miss rebels number 12 in the country maybe with matt corral he is questionable currently who do you got in this one even with matt corral questionable i think lane kiffin's gonna be able to get those guys ready I'm taking Ole Miss. I think Ed Ogeron, even like even the p- chunks that I watched of the LSU game, I was switching between the LSU Florida game and the Michigan State Indiana game. You could see even in a win, like LSU Ed Ogeron doesn't have that team, that LSU Tigers team. He's yeah, <clears throat> that he's lost I, that team. I agree. Kirk Herbstreit said it a few weeks ago, and I agree with him on it. I don't think Ed Ogeron's really. He's the head coach, but he's not a leader on that team. Not with the group of guys he's got right now. Um, I, yeah, I can't. Even if Matt Corral doesn't play, I can't take LSU. And the fact that we don't know yet leads me to believe that he will play. And if he does play, minus 10.5 should be easy. So, I, think, yeah. I, I mean, Ole Miss is currently the third best team, I think, in in the SEC. Georgia and Alabama, of course, ahead of them. Yeah. <clears throat> we got a we 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 got a game, and we have we have some decisions to make here. Uh, uh the last few weeks. On this podcast, known around the world 
as the House Divided podcast. Yes. We've uh, been picking Liberty Flames games. And uh, we've often said, give me liberty or give me death. Liberty lost to Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> Rich Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. But they're back. The Liberty Flames are back. Minus 21 and a half against the North Texas Mean Green. 93% of the people on the now 5 and 2 Liberty Flames and Malik Willis. Not future Detroit Lions quarterback. Maybe. You are the first person to make your decision, even though we are currently dead, because we have apparently chosen death. Give me liberty or give me death. I'm sticking with them. The North Texas Mean Green are atrocious. <laughs> they I mean, can't. To be, to be a one in five team. They they can't score points. They can't play defense. They like they can't offense. They can't anything. Give me liberty or give me death. I'm going the Liberty Flames again. I'm gonna do this. Fucking Liberty lets me down again. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever pick them again. Right. I will pick against them. Just I will continue to put them in the picks. Just I'm the one that selects these games. Yeah. And I'll put them in the picks just so I can pick against them. If they don't take care of business against the North Texas Mean Green, that hurt me so much when they lost. I know. I, I sent you that score at halftime, and they were taking care of business. It was like 14 nothing, and then they blew it. Um. <clears throat> Yeah. Fun and there's fact. Lions fans out there that want Malik Willis, a guy that's throwing three picks to the Louisiana Monroe to be that friggin' future quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I should pick against Liberty just to spite those people. I've Yeah, but give me Liberty. I can't with North Texas, man. They've been in here a few times. They shit the bed every single time. <laughs> they shit the bed every time. Every single time. Another game that's in here is simply for you. <laughs> I I saw this game and I just I didn't even look at I I saw who I saw the top team I saw the road team I didn't even like, look to see who they were playing I just went and picked right. the other one. Spread didn't matter for you, but I'll, look at I'll, tell it, I'll tell it to the people. Four and three on the season. The Tennessee Volunteers are on the road headed to the graveyard that is Brian Denny Stadium to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tennessee is getting 27 and a half. That's a lot of points. Um, I know your pick, but say it anyway. Fun fact: Alabama as a money line, according to CBS, is um twenty nine ninety I was gonna tell you to hold on. I was gonna guess, but I wouldn't have guessed right. Tagging a drink. Um. <laughs> um. Fucking... 
as I said, I saw Tennessee. I didn't even look and see, see who they were playing. I didn't look and see what the spread was. I just went and clicked Alabama. <laughs> the fact that as it expected. is Alabama just makes it even easier for me, though. All right. Yeah, I didn't even – I saw Tennessee, and I was like, nope. Alabama. It's like, oh, Tennessee? Who they, nah, It doesn't matter. Give me Alabama. So, I have a newfound hatred for the Tennessee Volunteers. More so their fan base. Mine's not new. I, I well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you Florida Gator, you. Um, that being said, can't pass up the opportunity for all these points. I haven't picked a lot of points today. <clears throat> Doing it here. And my reasoning is <clears throat> Ole Miss, I know they got crushed by Alabama, but that was Alabama playing their best. Ole Miss wasn't playing their best. Those teams are probably closer than you would think. 27 and a half is a lot. I don't even want to do it because Tennessee fucking outside of their fight song sucks. Their fight song sucks. By the way, I, well, you, of course you think so. By the way, I had somebody uh, after the whole Tennessee debacle uh, with Ole Miss this last weekend. Um, I said on Twitter that their only redeeming quality was the fight song. And somebody told me that, uh, well, the unofficial fight song, uh, Rocky Top, uh, was uh, about a double murder. <clears throat> it mentions one. I did. I actually researched this. It mentions one, but it is not about one. And it might not even mention one because it says people go up into the tops of the mountains and never come down. So they might just be off the grid. Who the hell do I know? I, fucking. The SEC, Tennessee, fucking anywhere in the South makes no sense. I don't know why That's I'm true. doing it, but I don't know why I'm doing it, but give me Tennessee. I'm going to regret that one. Well, here to go. Ohio State, number five in the nation. They are minus 19 heading to that block of con concrete in Bloomington. To take on the Indiana Hoosiers. It's your team. Take her away. This game could have some similar issues for Ohio State that Michigan did. I don't think it'll be on the scale that Michigan could have. I don't think this is, I mean, it's an important game for Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to have the same seriousness this game um, as Michigan's game against Northwestern should, I think. Uh, Ryan Day and the Ohio State coaching staff are more professional and are better leaders of men and better able to get their players geared and ready for a game like this than Harbaugh is. At least up until what John, up until not John, um, Jim Harbaugh has proven to me. I could be wrong. <clears throat> As, I can't. I can't say that's true because outside of Harbaugh, this the entire coaching staff outside of Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis is completely different. So who the hell knows? Like I said, I don't, I don't entirely know. I'm obviously not sitting inside the locker room from the Michigan Wolverines, but everything we've seen in the past, I don't necessarily know if 
Harbaugh or that coaching staff is <clears throat> as great at getting players geared up and ramped up for a game like what they're playing this week against Northwestern. I think Ryan Day and the Ohio State coaching staff is better at it. <clears throat> uh, 19 points. OH. What would what did you say? I said I said they probably are. I mean Ryan Ryan Day that Ohio State coaching staff has proven it. Harbaugh hasn't to this point. And that's like I'm not in. I've said several times I am not a. I don't think Harbaugh is a great coach for Michigan. I don't think he's necessarily a bad coach because he's won at the NFL on the NFL level. He never won at a Super Bowl, but he has won but on the NFL level. He's got him there and brought Stanford back from the dead. He's it's, yeah, it's and he won. It's a little time, but we're. We're on the right track. And he has at even won at, point. at the college level over at Stanford. He's just, yep. I don't necessarily know if he's the right coach for Michigan. That's a different, that's a conversation for a different time. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Indiana. One, one I'm sure we'll have sometime in November. Yeah. Or pro- possibly later. I don't know if that's going to be, depending on what's going on with both programs, that could be an interesting conversation at that point. Um, I mean, yeah. We'll see when we get there. Indiana's defense can be easy to figure out because they're so aggressive. Is the big question for Indiana is do they have a real quarterback? If Michael Penix Jr. is still questionable, no one knows. If their backup quarterback is playing, the um, Ohio State's scoring 50 points a game. They're allowing 20. At one point, Ohio State was the third worst defense in the country but they've gotten that fixed there was only two teams worse than Ohio State in terms of defense they were UConn and UMass Ohio State's gotten that fixed huzzah um you could say what you want about the competition they've had to play I just don't think I don't think Indiana's gonna be able to prevent Ohio State from scoring 50 I don't think Indiana's going to be able to keep it close. OH, IO, Ohio State by more than 19. We do have a little bit of breaking news. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, one win away from the National League pennant. They have beaten the LA Dodgers tonight. I had just saw that as I was going through that, uh, through my. In- Dominating fashion, might I add, nine to two. Ooh. Yeah, big win for the Braves. I'm back on the Braves bandwagon. I hadn't officially jumped off yet, but I'm back on it, man. <clears throat> Although me being on the the bandwagon seemingly was cursed after what happened to the Giants. But right. back to college football. You are on your Buckeyes. I am on your Buckeyes. Can't do it simply because I think Ohio State is back to being Ohio State. I I do agree with that statement. Took me a while to get to that belief, but I agree now. Right. It's, you know. As someone who is. came, Came out of the gate sluggish on this season, the loss to Oregon. but It just didn't look good for a while, too. Weeks one, two, three, you were like, ah, I don't know what's going on with them. <clears throat> you can't say that anymore. They're just back to just doing business and killing. Nu- nuclear-powered buzzsaw. 
pretty much. A, um, a buzzsaw attached to a nuclear missile. <clears throat> right. It's just not enough points for me to take Indiana here. 19. <laughs> it, it, which sounds crazy. I mean, 19's a lot of points, but when Ohio State is just crushing people and scoring so, 50, 60 a game every, every I chance have a question. they get. Yes. On this. Um... Because it seems you are picking Ohio State. <clears throat> I am. Um, the spread against uh, Akron was, I believe, 52 when you took Akron. What is the limit for points in terms of Ohio State right now? Because uh, Ohio State covered well, that spread, if you remember correctly. It, it is... It, it's subjective, because <laughs> at 52. I, I don't remember if we had 52. I think we had 50 even. But... Um, with a Big Ten team, I mean, Akron's just dog shit. Yeah, mean, let's, yeah. Let's be honest here. I was just uh, curious because, like... I, with a Big Ten team, I would start considering it when you get to four touchdown territory. When you get okay, to 28, depending, depending on the opponent, fair. you get to 28, you get to 28 points, then I'd consider it. <clears throat> You're only going to give me 19? I can't do it. Indiana's offense didn't show me anything. Like, you, like you've like you said multiple times, their defense is relatively predictable, or at least that's how they played Michigan State. Can't. Can't do it. 19's not enough. Fair. Um, a rivalry game of sorts. USC. They're on the road to take on Notre Dame and touchdown Jesus. Notre Dame's still ranked 13th. I feel like I, I think that Notre Dame is worse record-wise than they are, even though they are 5-1, and one, but it's just that they came out and kind of barely squeaked by all their opponents the entire season. Yeah. They are minus 6.5 at Notre Dame Stadium. That's what it's called, right? Against USC. Who do you got? 85% of the people on Notre Dame, by the way. USC's not good. Give me touchdown, Jesus. USC isn't good, but I don't think Notre Dame is either. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's not a full touchdown. I'm fucking taking USC. I I don't know why. I <clears throat> I'm sure I had a rhyme or reason when I was making the pick, but it must not have stuck with me very much because I don't remember what it was. <laughs> good God, I'm gonna live to regret that one. And starting at midnight, our time, New Mexico State is on the road to take on Hawaii. According to CBS, this game is on some network called True, and not True TV. It's got an E in there on this True. And then what was the other one that we that we looked up prior to the to starting this one? FOS Football or something like that. Some some sort of network you've never heard of. Yeah. That's what this game is being broadcast on at midnight Eastern Standard Time. New Mexico State is getting 18 on the road. They are one and six in the season. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are three and four. 91 percent of the people are on Hawaii. Who do you got? I'm going with the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Statistically, in, in every stat. Are you, are you sure about your decision? I'm not, but I am. 
the rainbow the Hawaii's statistically better in every stat. <laughs> like that's it. It's the sole reason. Like they're against the spread record. Like Hawaii's three and three. New Mexico State the low the New Mexico State Lobos are four and two. So it's similar. Um, it, New Mexico State's zero and four on the road. And that tra- that dry or well, flight. You very well cannot drive to Hawaii, to the island, the island state of Hawaii. Would dare anyone to try? I would love to see someone try it. I don't think it's gonna work out for them. Um, nah. that that flight is rough. Give me the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors in Honolulu. If this was at home. Eric, if this was a home game for New Mexico State, I would probably take New Mexico State. But it's, that's just a tr- tough travel. This is a game that, for me, I just have no goddamn clue. Hawaii's not good by any means. No. In New Mexico, they, they should be better than New Mexico State. Yeah. Are they three scores better? Who the fuck knows? <clears throat> so that's my reasoning for taking New Mexico State on this one. It's simply that I don't know. I ain't going to watch this game because I don't even know where the fuck to find the shit that this, that this game is on. I, I have no fucking clue. No. But Moving on to the NFL picks. The NFL picks. We only got 13 games this week. We have six teams on a bye. Um, real and quick, I am 50 and 44. Jordan is 46 and 48. The the NFL picks these last three weeks, especially, <clears throat> I've taken some shots in the dark to try and close the gap, and it has not worked whatsoever, and like at all. No. I've lost. I've lost ground and i don't know I, I i gotta stay the course i gotta try and do some things thursday night football the denver broncos are not at mile high stadium they are at first energy field in <clears throat> cleveland um this is an interesting one so cbs sports spreads do not change throughout the week. No. So the news that Baker Mayfield was not starting and Case Keenum was does not affect this one. The Browns are minus three and a half. <clears throat> Actually, get, let's uh, let's pull up the, the matchup analysis here. Current odds. Uh, Cleveland actually is still favored. Yes. Vegas, Vegas has no faith in the Browns. Who do you got on do you this mean the one? Broncos There's then? <clears throat> yes. Who do you got on this one? Uh, this is this is gonna be interesting. I'll probably watch every second of this one just because it's Thursday night. There's football on. <clears throat> we we shall see. The Browns is the Browns. <clears throat> um. But the Broncos is the Broncos. Let me pull up this <laughs> matchup analysis quick once again. Oh, their strength of schedule has increased dramatically. They are up to 19th, but Cleveland's is at 10th, which is fairly solid. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns, even without Baker. Uh, Nick Chubb's also going to be out. 
Um, Jadavian Clowney's questionable. Odell Beckham Jr. should be out with the AC joint injury. Teddy Bridgewater is uh, going to be out. Well, questionable. Well, he's questionable right now. Um, Even with Case Keenum, give me the Browns. Like, I... This is the first time we've seen Case Keenum in quite some time. Yeah. I I know what he did with Minnesota, but I cannot do it. Like, I'll probably regret that pick. I know it. Like, you're going to give me a field goal. It's the NFL and Cleveland's banged up. I, 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 I have to take the Broncos. I have to. It's it's like it's like a betting obligation <clears throat> to take the Broncos when Cleveland's all banged up like this. Fair. Give me the Broncos plus three and a half. Fair. Well, <clears throat> we've got a game here. Yes. Two teams that in the last two weeks have made the trip over to London. It's the Atlanta Falcons and Matty Ice on the road to take on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are 1-5, Falcons 2-3. Dolphins are plus 2.5. And And Tua is questionable. He started last week, but he's he's all of a sudden questionable again. Yep, for that reason, right now, just give me... Give me Atlanta. I, th- I mean, even with even if with Tua playing, that Miami offensive line is terrible. Miami is also 0-5 against the spread, by the way. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're just um, not good. I, I cannot do it with Miami Dolphins. They have showed me literally nothing that would make me want to pick them. Whereas the Atlanta Falcons... Even though they're not good, they have. And not a lot of points here. <clears throat> I mean, you win by a field goal, you're covered. So, give um, me the Falcons. Also, side note, tickets for this game are apparently starting at twenty three or $21, by the way. I am very happy that that statistic, if you'll call it, has made its way into the picks. I was waiting. <laughs> I had to find one. <laughs> Just a completely irrelevant one. <laughs> No one wants to go I mean, see that game. That's the lowest ticket price, starting ticket price uh, of the week. I mean, shocker. <laughs> Florida sports fans ain't, ain't trying to go to these games. A la Tampa Bay Rays. Jesus Christ. Uh, we move on to a game that could potentially be a shit fest. The Carolina Panthers, they are on the road. They take on the New York football Giants. Giants plus two and a half. 88-0% of the people are on the Carolina Panthers. Um I'm on the I'm on the Carolina Panthers too. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you're a man of the people. Yes. Apparently I, I am too. Apparently I am too. Fucking give me the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, yeah. That's, I will not watch this game. Nope. Even if, 
even if we somehow get it on our TVs here, I don't know. I will not be watching that one. If 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 our local networks put Panthers Giants on our screens instead of any other game, fucking I give up. I'll find something else to watch. <laughs> that ain't football. Yeah, I watch. I watch. I watch soccer. There you go. Uh, we have the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. Heading to M&T Bank Stadium to take on the 5-1 Ravens. Ravens are minus 6.5, and, a half, and <clears throat> the people, 58% of the people, are on the Baltimore Ravens. Huh. The Bengals aren't going to... Ba- <laughs> the Bengals aren't going to beat the Ravens, first off. They're not going to cover. Trey Hendrickson, uh, one of their best defensive linemen, questionable with a shoulder injury. The Ravens are just too good. Give me the Ravens. I. Uh, this is one I'm going to live to regret. I have a feeling. Because I do, I did like I, I I agree with you that the Ravens are very very good at the football. Yeah. Uh, but six points, so essentially seven points, <clears throat> is a lot in the NFL. Like I said, I'm going to live to regret it. Give me your Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> Can you believe I'm doing that? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're on the road. They travel to Tennessee. Whatever the fuck their stadium's called to take on the Titans. Titans 4-2. and two, Chiefs 3-3. Three and three. Titans plus four and a half. Fifty-eight huh? percent of the people are on the Titans. This is a game. Um, Travis Kelsey questionable. Tyree Kill questionable. Tyron Matthew questionable. Chris Jones questionable. Um, a bunch of other guys questionable or out for the Chiefs. You know who's not questionable for the Chiefs? Uh, the dude who wears fifteen. Yeah. But, more importantly, do you know who's not questionable at all? Uh, I would assume number 22 for the Titans. Yep. A man. A dude. I can't even call him a man, because that's a disgrace to him. He ain't no man. Calling him a man. He's fucking extraterrestrial. Calling him a man is, is a disgrace to him. A dude. By the name of Derrick Henry is not questionable. And it's supposed to rain in Tennessee on Sunday. Ball's going to be in Derrick Henry's hands. Lord can only hope. (laughs) The only reason I know it's supposed to rain in Tennessee is if you go into the matchup analysis that CBS has, it shows the weather forecast up in the top right corner. 
Yeah, that being said, Ryan Tannehill is about to throw the ball 50 times. <laughs> if, if he does, I'm going to live to regret this pick. Give me the Tennessee Titans. I don't pick against the Kansas City Chiefs that often. This is that one time. I do pick against the Kansas City Chiefs often at this rate because they are bad at covering for the last calendar year. That is true. I will uh, agree with that. <laughs> I am picking the Tennessee Titans not only to cover, but to win. Oh, God, yeah, they're going to win. That defense is so unbelievably awful for the Kansas City Chiefs. They had to pay so much to keep that offense together. (laughs) That defense has suffered, and it's clear. Three and four record, Kansas City Chiefs, fucking book it. Uh, uh, Titans. Titans are going to win. Derrick Henry's going to have a shit ton of yards. Look. Bills beat the Chiefs, Titans beat the Bills. One way or another, that happened. I can't, I can't do it with Kansas City, especially to have them cover at all. On the road. Give me a field goal. Gonna give me a field goal. They lose by a field goal. What, what the fuck ever. But yeah, Titans plus four and a half, easy. Oh, Oh boy. AFC East shit fest. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe tickets are starting at $110. Who wants to go watch this game? Why? Why do you want to watch this game, people? Why? Patriots fans are diehards, and after last week, they think the Patriots are back to being somewhat decent. Um, no. Just no. The, new, the goddamn Jets. Are not decent. They're on the road. <clears throat> to take on the New England Patriots and Mac and Cheese Jones. Uh, Patriots minus seven and a half, seventy-three percent of the people are on the Patriots. Some might be able to say, "I'm a man of the people." I am looking through the injury notes to see if one see one thing. You know what I'm looking for, Jordan. He is not on this list. Matthew Judon? The dude known as Matthew Judon is not on the list, meaning he will be playing for the New England Patriots. Which means Zach Wilson might die. Repeatedly. Three sack game for Matthew Judon coming up? (laughs) Distinctly possible. Give me New England. Yes, it's easy. Jets Jets stink. I mean, they're coming off a bye week. Fucking can't do it. Give me New England. Uh, Better than their record. Not good, but better than their record. Uh, Patriots, easy. Well, WFT. Embroiled with some controversy. They're coming up in a segment uh, a little bit later in the show. Oh, no. For one reason or another. They're on the road. They're heading to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Um, go Pack, people go. People are surprisingly Just... split. Not split on this nine and a half Green, Bo- Green Bay favorite. It's 72% of the people on CBS in favor of Green Bay. <laughs> Who do you got in this one? Go Pack, go. <laughs> Oh, simple as that, eh? Aaron Rodgers might throw for 500. 
Or he's gonna get set in the second half. It's gonna be ugly. WFT has zero reason for me to pick them. Why are tickets? They, oh, this it's it's Green Bay. That's it's, why. It's Lambo. It's yeah. Lambeau. I was I just saw that. I was like, why? Then it was like, oh wait, it's at Green Bay. Yep. Um, Packers minus nine and a half. Both of us. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. AOL. We've got a revenge game for Jared Goff taking on his former team in the L.A. Rams. Whoa. Meaning whoa, whoa. that Matthew Stafford was taking whoa, on whoa. his former team in the Detroit Lions. Yes, there's some breaking news <clears throat> that happened in the midst of me reading that. I was getting to that point. The Braves bandwagon is alive and well for unfortunate reasons justin turner is done for the season oh for the la dodgers oh oh that season may very well be one game but he's done that yeah Uh, i think it's uh grade two hamstring strain for justin turner yeah, that could be the season right there for the Dodgers. Rippy dip. Uh, yes, revenge game for both sides in a way. Jared Goff more so uh, with the LA Rams and the way that you know he was he was done <clears throat> over there. Matthew Stafford not so much of a revenge game. I think he still holds Detroit at least the fans in high regard, <clears throat> but the Lions. Are minus four t- or plus fourteen and a half against the five and one L.A. Rams. Oh boy, big number we got. After seeing, first off, I haven't had, I haven't actually really had the chance to say this yet. I have not picked. I have not picked teams. They have lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. No. Have not actually had the chance to say that yet this show. Um, that trend, I mean, I've actually done it once. I did, did it for the first time last week. And I did it twice in last week's show. Um, however, I'm going to stick on that trend. After seeing what, after the showing the Lions had this past Sunday, I just don't... <laughs> The Rams are, across all facets of the game, better than the Bengals. This game's going to get ugly quick. Give me the Rams. It could very well, but... The big but sticks in there. And we... I, I don't know what to expect from this Lions team. When I picked them to cover, they... Produce a shit fest like they did with Cincinnati. When I picked them to not cover, they cover. I don't know what the fuck to do with my team. I am picking the Lions simply because there, there's. I know, I know the LA defense is better than the Cincinnati defense, but. 
14 and a half. You're going to give me two touchdowns. I'd be dumb not to take it. I don't think they're going to be that bad again. They can't be, right? Oh, they can. Professionals. These, these are professional athletes. <laughs> oh, fucking. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if LA covers, but I can't do it. I can't do it. 14 and a half. A lot of points. Um, matchup analysis really quick. Uh, it's 15, the current odds. Uh, minus 15 for the Rams. But... <clears throat> it yeah, just gets no, worse. It's... It does. Yeah. Uh, give me the Lions. I'll regret it, but whatever. Raiders, they're at home. Minus two and a half against the Eagles. Who the hell cares? <sighs> I don't want to pick the Raiders. The fact that tickets are that people are still paying to go see Raiders games, tickets are at starting at one hundred and eighty-five dollars, just because they it's a, can thank the I was they can thank the new stadium for that. Yeah, new stadium in Vegas. The fact that I'm picking the Raiders is just I fucking hate it. But I do too in a way because Mark Davis is a piece of shit. But I can't pick the. Interim. the Interim head coach effect. They have a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. That's, John Gruden had this team broken. I think the Raiders could actually do something. That's my thing is John, without John Gruden. I'm. I don't believe in the interim head coach effect. The interim coach effect. Oh, I do. The stats are there. I don't believe in it. I think the only the reason it seems like it's there is. You get a team that is so dysfunctional, and then you repl- you get rid of the head of that dysfunction. They just they do function better. I think th- I think the two things are there is no correlation in there. I think if you were to um you were to take a t- you take um trying to think. Name name a head coach on a good team. On a good team? Yeah. Uh, Sean McDermott? You, okay. You take, you take McDermott out and you replace him. I think the Bills are still going to be good. You look at the Cardinals last week. Um... With Kingsbury couldn't coach because of COVID, he so they had a interim head coach in a way, and they still played good. You take um, Mike Vrabel away from the Tennessee Titans, and that team's probably actually going to get better because the new guy will be like <laughs> Derrick Henry. Um, but I digress. Um, I don't necessarily buy into it, but the, the Philadelphia Eagles definitely have a worse team than Las Vegas. I think getting rid of the source of the dysfunction, which was John Gruden, 100%, helps the Raiders because Gruden, those last two weeks of Gruden, in which they lost to Chicago and then some someone else, were just they they were broken. Give me Vegas. It's Vegas. It's Vegas easy for me. Yeah. Uh, especially especially with the low spread. I I do believe in the interim head coach effect. Because I've seen it firsthand, especially last season. Matt Patricia gets fired mid-season. We, our interim head coach is Daryl Bevel. 
of all fucking people on this planet. And that that team with the change <laughs> fucking won a game <clears throat> in his first in his first game there. It's like it's it's so wild, it makes no sense. The interim head coach effect is a thing, I'm convinced. Call me a NFL conspiracy theorist if you want. I don't care. I, mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> right. I, <clears throat> right. It's not Moving a conspiracy. On. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just weird stat trends that I try to see. Uh, yes. Moving on, the three and three Chicago Bears. They're on the road. They take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa minus twelve and a half. Big number. 53% of the people are on Tampa. People are split. Who do you got? Give me Tampa. Justin Fields is improving every week. Don't get me wrong. But that Chicago Bay, everywhere else on that Chicago team kind of gets worse. <laughs> You're not wrong. But the fucking Eagles found a way to back to recover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. And it kind of bit me in the ass a little bit. That's so true. I I have no faith. A lot of points. Give me the Bears. Fair I'm enough. Gonna live live to regret that one. And what might be the biggest beatdown of the week? <laughs> oh boy, and the <laughs> biggest spread of the week. Definitely the biggest <laughs> the spread one. we've seen all year. I think there was one that was minus seventeen. Oh. Probably so against the same close. team. Probably. Either that or the Jags. Uh, the Houston Texans are on the road at 1-5. and five. They <laughs> take on the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are minus 16 and a half. And the people, well, I mean, a lot of people, I think, are just taking it because it's a lot of points. But 60, only 61% of the people are on the Cardinals. Uh, I'm one of those 61%. Give me the Cardinals. Another one I'm going to live to regret. It's a lot of points in the NFL. I know they're bad. This game could wind up being 50 fucking nothing. I I, I don't know. Uh, but give me the Texans. 16 and a half. Fucking big old number. Um, For whatever reason, this game is on Sunday Night Football. Indianapolis Colts are on the road. They travel to Santa Clara at Levi Stadium to take on the 49ers. 49ers minus three and a half off a of bye week. And the majority of the people are on the Colts plus three and a half. Um, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo are questionable, both with knee injuries. One of them's going to play. You would think, but you know what? I'm still, even if one of them does play, I'm still picking the Indianapolis Colts because of a man named Jonathan Taylor. Mm, yeah, that and, and Carson Wentz played well last week. Yeah, I, Colts, like I guess I, I, I've said it all year. <clears throat> Colts are better than their record. Just had a rough go of it. So, yeah, Colts, easy, moving on. Monday Night Football, and thank the fucking Lord, Monday Night Manning is back. 
Thank God. I don't have to listen to Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Ever again. <laughs> unless they decide, to, unless the Manics decide to take another break again. Uh, I don't know. New Orleans Saints, they're on the road. They're a team that makes no sense. They travel to Lumen Field to take on the Seattle Seahawks in a team that is in all sorts of problems with Chino Smith leading the damn huddle these days. Saints, minus five and a half. Huh. <laughs> right. Like, this is, this is just a game where the Seahawks don't have a real quarterback right now. But the New Orleans Saints have not made sense the entire season. I can't take Seattle. I after what Gino after seeing Geno Smith, I I can't take Seattle. I don't want to take New Orleans. This is if I could if I could take a push. <laughs> and actually, that wouldn't work because that means I would technically be taking Seattle. Fucking. If I could take like I a wouldn't tie. be surprised the way this the way these two team seasons has gone, I wouldn't be even be surprised if they bent time and space to somehow find a way to push a five and a half. <laughs> right. Um This game we have not seen a tie in the NFL yet this year. <laughs> this could be that game. Like this could be that game. There's like I don't. Fuck, that's if that's your way of thinking, you might as well take the points. I'm t- I'm taking the Saints. Though. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I I can't. I can't take Seattle, but I can also see this game ending in a, in a tie because after seeing Seattle this past week against uh, Pittsburgh, I don't think Seattle's really playing to win games. I don't think I think Pete Carroll's just trying to get through these three, four weeks. So. But, uh, give, me, Saints, give me the Saints. The Saints, according to their pattern, are due for a shit fest. Because they win one convincingly, and then they hit the bed. Yeah, that is true. That pattern can't stay true all year long, can it? I don't think so. If it does, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm gonna take the Saints. I, I think it's, it's easy for me. Seattle's got too many questions, mainly under center. So that one's, that one's easy. And that is the picks for the week. There is. Moving on. Hope I can make some ground up this week. Moving we on. Gotta make, gotta make this interesting. Um, as we wrap up the show here, this one's gone a little longer than I thought. We've had some uh, breaking news and a couple <gasps> other little interruptions and then my long rant about how much I hate the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, It'll happen. We got our champion chump of the week. Um, I don't know. I have a three-way chump of the week. I have a three-way tie for chump of the week. Uh, it's, I, I can't even tie my chump of the week. I'm going to have some honorable mentions that I won't go in-depth with, but I'll mention. Um, 
But uh, so my my champ of the week is is fairly straight. Okay. Lucas Raymond, baby. Fair <laughs> enough. Scored his, scored his first NHL goal last uh, night, right? Last last night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Beautiful night. Hey. <clears throat> That was that was the game winner essentially. Well, no, that was a nah, finished four one. Won the game winner, but it broke a scoreless tie in the third period. <clears throat> beautiful goal, beautiful play all around. Red Wings are very fun. I enjoy this team a lot. Never lost in regulation. I am <laughs> not really enjoying my team right now at times. I have questions about them, but I digress. Yeah, it, just just a lot of fun. This Red Wings team. I mean. It'll be fun Raymond, to watch. Raymond scores that goal. He's been, I mean, his passing has been honestly better than his shooting. And his shooting's been phenomenal, even though he hadn't found the back of the net until last night. Um, hey, Raymond, this Red Wings team, most cider, <clears throat> a lot of fun. And what does he get for fucking scoring his first NHL goal? Another missed boarding penalty by the NHL officials. Yay! Um, Thank, I'm gonna... thankfully he's thankfully he's fine and was only taken out of that game for protocols, but he'll be back. I'm gonna double down on Calgary. this on yours on your champ of the week. Um, Captain Dylan Larkin, um, top form, go and grabbing the puck for him. Yes. Top top form. Yes, I, I love, love it. That. Um, I mean, I, like. There were people a season ago that were questioning Dylan Larkin as captain. I think that maybe in a traditional sense where you ha- you would have guys that would stick up for your captain. Dylan Larkin's a captain that will stick up for himself and the rest of his team. <clears throat> like, he ain't afraid. Jack Roslevic was the one that... Uh, that hit Lucas Raymond last night and guess who were the first two in there Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi and they're fucking they're roughing up Brozovic <laughs> like it's just a different way of hockey you know when Steve Eisenman was captain of these wings you know you had you had guys like Joey Koser, Bob Probert Darren McCarty they were the guys that would stick up for the captain stick up for the team Dylan Larkin's a captain that's gonna stick up for his team I mean, himself, but and he ain't even really a fighter, but he'll he'll rough some people up. He kind of has to. I think he kind of has to just because of how bad this team is or could be. I don't even know, man. I think don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna make the playoffs, but this is a team that is building and they got their guys now. They got the young core in there. And I think they are on the right track. I don't think they're going to be bad by any means. Okay, so <clears throat> your chump of the week, or champ of the week, I should say, is actually kind of better than mine. I am going with um, two weeks in a row, my champ of the week is from the Ohio State football program. Uh-huh. This one, and Ohio State had a uh, bye this week. I am going with true freshman defensive end Ohio State's true freshman defensive end Javante Jean Baptiste. And here's why. This is the first year of 
players being able to get paid for name, image, likeness, and the like. Yep. Um, Javante Jean Baptiste. He's not one. Of, he didn't go out and sign this big contract, big flashy contract. He's just kind of doing his own thing. He's making YouTube videos. He's making TikTok content. He's streaming Apex Legends and other stuff here on Twitch. He's just going, doing his own thing, living his life, having a phenomenal time. He's being... And this is the one thing that slightly worried me about it. And some people are saying, oh, you're just picking him because he's an Ohio State guy and you're an Ohio State fan. Eh, you're probably right. (laughs) I... I can't disagree with that. I can't really argue that. But this is a young man who is, again, true freshman at Ohio State, who has, he's seen playing time. He's seen meaningful playing time, even. Young man at Ohio State who, with the name, image, likeness um, laws allowing him to make money, he could have kind of pulled a Quinn Ewers or very, so many other players in the college and went and tried to get this big, flashy money deal. Instead, he's just doing what he likes. And I love it. I love all of it, except TikTok, because TikTok is canceled. Some of his TikTok, like, it's, yeah, I'm not big on it. Like, I follow him on Twitter, and I see some of the TikTok videos he makes. Like, some, it's just, like, goofy stuff happening in the lot. Like, hey, like, before practice in the locker room, hey. going up to his teammates. <laughs> hey, would you? <laughs> if he ain't dancing, if he ain't dancing on midfield logos like Juju Smith-Schuster, hey, he's doing better than most of TikTok. He is not doing so. that. It's like one of them. He went through pretty much the entire Ohio State locker room last week on their bye week. Hey, who would you? Who on the team would you let date your sister? It's what he's doing in the Ohio State. Sounds locker- like good stuff. What he's doing in the Ohio State locker room is the exact same stuff that happens in every football locker room in college and high school. I can I can attest to that. <laughs> like I can attest to what Javante Jean Baptiste is doing on TikTok through through the Ohio State locker room is it's stuff that ha- it's natural stuff that happens in the locker room anyway. He's just bringing content to the people. He's doing what he loves. He's having a great time being an 18-year-old college kid, but still and being a fanat of what very well could be. He could be another dude, du- another dude in a long list of dudes at defensive end at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go out and say, oh, hey, with these new name image likeness laws, I can go make myself a shit ton of money. He's just... Living his life, having fun. Hanging hang in there. And I, and I love it. So he's my champ of the week. You could say what you want about me picking an, uh, an Ohio State guy who's just living life, having fun, but whatever. This was yeah, a week where we didn't really have a whole lot of champs. Not a lot going Boy. on. We had way more chumps. I was going to say, we had a few chumps. And if you're done with that. Yes, oh. go ahead. Get into mine here. I have a feeling so, your honorable mentions are the same as my tie. So, my champ, or chump rather, of the week <clears throat> could very well be the NHL Department of Player Safety. Yeah. For 
Um, suspending a guy who got boarded with no call on that play. The boarding call or the, the penalty that was assessed <clears throat> to Tampa Bay on Matthew Joseph on the uh, boarding of Dylan Larkin wasn't for boarding. It was for roughing. Yes. Figure that one out. Um, I'm going to stop you for one second. As a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I do not like Matthew Joseph. He's – um. He has more he has more penalty minutes than points. He's not I just think he's, he wasn't really brought on the team to be just that guy cuz he he wasn't but yeah, I, as as a Lightning fan, I'm not really a, f- a fan of Matthew Joseph. You're looking at a guy who has, I believe, officially crossed over more. Um, pe- no. Well, up until this season, this season's stats are not up on uh, Wikipedia yet or anything. He's he's not a big dude. He's 6'1", 185 pounds. Which makes zero sense for the way he plays. But he, up until... Up through the 2021 season, his NHL, he had he's had 52 penalty minutes in his NHL career in three and a half seasons, and or three seasons, and 52 points. He hasn't been, I mean, he was a fourth round pick, but he hasn't been like great. He's just kind of on I the mean, team. He's he's out there to do shit like. He did to Dylan Larkin. So, like, I did just want to throw that out there. Like, I disagreed entirely with what happened there. Like, it should have yeah. been boarding. Larkin shouldn't have gotten the suspension. I'm not a fan of I just the you... random punch, but I, I think it was justified. So, so here's the thing. I don't disagree with the, the suspension of Dylan Larkin. One game, fucking whatever. Like, and, and, and Larkin agrees with that. And, and so we might have to cancel our plans, by the way, for potential fight night of the, at the Joe 2 because they had text messages and they both apologized to each other. Fucking Jesus Christ. I still want to go. I mean, it's not going to be as exciting now. I mean, it still could be. It's still two teams that anytime they get together, rough stuff and shenanigans. Yeah. But now, could be the NHL Department of Player Safety for not even reviewing a clear boarding call where Larkin had his head <clears throat> completely facing the boards and had zero clue the hit from behind was coming in and had the balls to say that Matthew Joseph was unaware <clears throat> or unsuspecting of the punch Dylan Larkin was throwing his way even though Matthew Joseph was facing Dylan Larkin at the time. Yep. Very much was. It also could be for brother of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, fucking Jackson. Jackson Mahomes for filming a TikTok dance on the number 21 of Sean Taylor that was retired this weekend by the uh, the Washington football team. 
some, you know, shenanigans that we're going to get into here with my actual Trump of the Week with that. But, you know, I feel like doing a dance on the number of a player that was murdered, that who that's number is retired, you got to have better awareness than that. You're a dumbass, and it seems like every week Jackson Mahomes is doing something dumb. Yep. But my actual chump of the week is indeed the Washington football team. So you have two of my three, I think. And there are no fucking excuses for what they did this last weekend. There, there are none. So, obviously, the email controversy going on. They announced three days prior to their game a week ago against the Kansas City Chiefs, of all people, when they know they were going to get slaughtered. That we're going re- to retire the number of one of our greatest players of all time. Uh, you know, a player that nobody has to anything bad to say about ever and we're giving our fans the th- a three day notice that we're retiring his jersey number the president of the Washington football team came out with this awful apology that said we didn't know that you guys wanted to be here for that essentially <clears throat> and I guarantee you that not only Washington fans would have packed the stadium for that had it been planned ahead of time. But NFL fans in general, because Sean Taylor's held in that sort of regard. I would have flown there. I fucking would have. I would have. I would have hopped on a plane on an instant if it would have been possible. Absolutely insane. All that happened before Sunday. The Washington football team dedicated a road next to the stadium as Sean Taylor Road. The picture that was taken in dedication to that was taken in front of porta potties. The sideline number tribute that Jackson Mahomes did dance all over. Yes. Which is why he's still dumb. Because the fact that you're dancing all over the retired number and the all-around good guy, as far as we know, in Sean Taylor, the fact that you're dancing all over his number is incredibly dumb. But the Washington football team decided to make that area the designated area for visiting team VIPs, which included Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. So in a way, it's on them. So I actually misspoke when I said I had a three-way. I technically have a four-way tie, and I'm not going to get too deep into all of mine. There's two of mine you already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, were you done? Oh, no. Oh, then go ahead. Finish, please. The halftime ceremony 
for Sean Taylor's jersey retirement. Featured no speeches <clears throat> whatsoever. Of course not. And the owner, Dan Snyder. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Wore a hoodie. In the pregame family meeting with Sean Taylor's family and in the photo with his frame jersey, like he couldn't be bothered to be there. The questions were raised when they announced this last week, and people gave Washington. The benefit of the doubt. And said, look, Jersey retirements, man, they do take a lot of time to come up with and to to to, to organize and everything. No, they don't. Not not for Washington. You took a Jersey retirement of one of your best players that's ever played. For your despicable franchise. One of the best players in the league, also. Mm-hmm. And a universally loved player. There, I haven't seen a single person throughout all of this fiasco say a negative thing about Sean Taylor. I don't think I ever have. Probably never will. Ever. And you took his jersey retirement and you made a goddamn shit show about it. For some positive PR in the midst of an absolute scandal with the emails that's going – the email fiasco that's going on with the Washington football team. WFT and Dan Snyder specifically might be chump of the millennium. It, it – you cannot. <clears throat> you physically cannot. Even, and I haven't seen anybody defend it. Defend the way that this went down. I almost. It is absolutely awful. The way that they, they brought Sean Taylor's name into just. Well, uh, this looks like it'll probably get us some positive recognition. And then they did this. How are how are you this bad? Yeah. How are you that shitty of a human? I almost want to change it that falls, to my chump of the week, but I falls on Dan Snyder, man, and it and it comes as no surprise. Like Dan Snyder <clears throat> has and always will been, always has been always will be rather like just the worst owner in the NFL. Yeah. And possibly one of the worst humans on this planet. Yeah. I almost, cause I, I, I mean, I didn't forget that it was happening. It just kind of flew under the radar. Um, I mean, it, it some didn't. of these pictures, man, like literally you got the family holding the sign. This is Sean Taylor road. The sign that points to Sean Taylor Road. And we got five porta potties in the background. Yeah. I I almost want to change that to 
chumple a week to my chumple a week, but I'm not going to just because I mean, you took I was, it. I was gonna say, I'm sure there's more chumps out there. Yeah. There have been a ton. There have been a ton. This week. And we already covered this one, so go ahead. So, yeah, I'm not going to, but that's going to be chump of the year. I honestly don't think anything's going to top that for this season, for this year, for 2021. I mean, it's absolutely despicable. Like, there, there is no way around it. Despicable. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to top that for 2021. Okay, my chump of the week. If ever. If ever. <coughs> yeah. That, yeah. I guess we're going to have to introduce a chump of all time. It's going to be that. At, at, the end of, at, at, at the end of each season, because at, it ain't nothing passing this. Yeah. Um, I, 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 we, we've been in a season that's seen the Urban Meyer fiasco, that's seen the John Gruden fiasco, and yet somehow... It keeps getting Center worse. And the, and the Washington football team have made it worse. <laughs> it's probably going to keep getting worse. Um... My chump of my four-way chump of the week is is it four, three, four? Yeah, I believe four. Um, number one, you touched on it a little bit. I'm gonna go in deeper. Um, actually, I'm gonna start on the one you, the one that I don't have to go too deep on. Um, Patrick Mahomes' brother, dumbass, dumbass TikTok dancing. Awful. Um, what is his name? Fucking Jackson. Jackson, thank you. Like, I only, like, I actually do only know him as Patrick Mahomes' brother. This is not the first time he's done something stupid. He, yeah. It's it's every week that he has to, I mean, and Patrick has, has had to come out and, like, say things about the shit that his brother does. It's just like. And honestly, I I don't think. I don't want to hear. From Jackson Mahomes ever again. I don't think like Patrick can't can't defend him on this one. Can't defend his brother on this one. No, he can't. Like, what possible? How in the hell can you think that it's a good idea to do your dumbass L TikTok dance, flashing the L with your hand? On the jersey number on the sideline of a retired player and a, and a, and a player that did, was taken from the earth far too soon. Like, I don't understand the absolute lack of self-awareness that it takes to do something like that. And I've seen people come out and try and defend him. Oh, well, you know, the Washington football team put him there. Okay, well, they didn't exactly say dance all over his number now. And from the picture that I saw, like, that little area was cordoned off. Uh, there were about 15 people. Eight uh, Kansas City Chiefs um, VIPs that were in that area. For whatever reason, it was roped off. But that's where they had them stand. Yeah, it was dumb. And that's it was it was incredibly dumb. But the fact that you have the absolute the self awareness of a goddamn pencil. Yeah, not even a pylon at that point. To just dance all over his number, somebody who's more of a man than you'll ever be. So it's just, 
it's it's awful. Number one, I have um Jackson Mahomes. These are all this is all a four way tie. Number two, the NHL Office of Player Safety and the NHL officials for saying down there saying they are going to crack down on cross checking and boarding. And well, so far this year we're only a week into I, the season, and I've seen more than I boarding and cross checking this past I two don't weeks. Then if it's a Red Wings thing, or if it's happening league wide, it's happening but league there wide. There have been there have been four, and mind you, the Red Wings have played three games. Four brutal cross checks to Red Wings players, and only one of them has been called as boarding. Cross checks face first in the boards of defenseless players. In what possible world is that cracking down on it? Like it's it's not just the Red Wings; it is happening league wide. The um, like. <laughs> I think it was it's why Dylan Larkin did what he did. Like Tom Wilson you know, you cross-checked call, fucking you, Nikita Kucherov. Well, there's a shock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, didn't get called. Like it's it is league-wide. So they're number two. Like how are you? Oh yeah, we're gonna crack down on this, and then the officials are still. It's it's not getting. I think I've seen one cross-checking I, penalty this entire like out of every hockey game I've watched this past week. And what? That was Palat on Rasmussen in the Red Wings game? Yes. It's it's comical, and all I have to say on that is just, I guess that's what we, we as fans get for having, it's not our fault, but having a former enforcer in George Peros as the director of the Department of Player Safety. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, like, yeah, like that makes sense. A guy that's job was literally to try and hurt people in charge of the director in charge of the department of player safety. Yeah. Figure that out. Um, oh, we get, oh, we got, he got hit and knocked out and injured one time in a fight. And all of a sudden, oh, let's feel bad for right. like he's, uh, he's going to crack down on this stuff. He hasn't. And it's not even just put been Brendan, him. Put Brendan Shanahan back in that role. And it's not even just on him. Like, it's just the, the league as a whole. Like, the officiating, too. Oh, the officiating, it's brutal. Like... I mean, it, and if the officials did their job, the Department of Player Safety wouldn't be necessary. Yeah. It, at least in this capacity. And then, so yeah, I agree with that. My number is, so that was two. Number three, I've already talked about it a lot today. I talked about it ad nauseum. Um, mm. The Tennessee Volunteers and their fan base. Like yeah. I said it, black eye on college football. This is going to hang over college football like a cloud the rest of this regular season, I think. Probably right. I think, I mean, long term, it's going to be worse on Tennessee, as it should be. But just as a whole, you're going like, to see it in every stadium of – you're going to see increased preventative measures to prevent that kind of stuff from happening. It's going to be a black cloud over college football the rest of the season. And it's disgraceful. And finally, to wrap out my top, my tie for number one, chump, chump of the week. (sighs) Mark Davis. Just, just take 
take your loss here, Mark. Just shut your fucking mouth and let this die. It would be better for the league. You 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 believe that this is a hit against the Las Vegas Raiders, and this is targeted. The NFL is targeting your team. Six hundred and fifty thousand emails. But yeah, sure, Mark. It's just focused on you. It's just targeting your team. Maybe. Think about it for a second. Maybe your head coach just said some shitty things, more shitty than anything else that was found in those emails. Yeah. Think about that for a second, Mark. I don't expect Mark Davis to have much of a conscience and much of a, a, a much awareness whatsoever, but like, goddamn. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> and you, you know what? Yo, I didn't want to fire him. My dad, he. He's just being like. Well, you did. You, you pretty much did. You felt. Oh, I felt like I needed to fire him because the NFL was against me. Get, shut the fuck up, Mark Davis. Shut the fuck you up. Called. You called him in your into your into your office, and you said, "Hey, look, this ain't a good look. Something's got to be done." I. I. And he didn't fire him. He let him he walk. gave him the chance. He gave him the chance to resign. Which is an even not worse, like it, honestly, not an even like wor it, worse look for the Raiders. Exactly. Not like it because it is a worse look for the Raiders, and that's exactly what we'd expect from Mark Davis. Yeah. Like they don't have the balls, and they don't have the <clears throat> the anything. There's about five different words in my head right now. They don't have the balls to fire the man yeah. because they think so highly of John Gruden. And, you know, just like this story needs to die. It's obviously not going to because it ain't gonna. it's, it's not mean, going hey, to because you, Mark Davis. You got, you got the David Baker resignation that comes at, the, at, at a bad time with the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, I like David Baker a lot. It's going to suck a lot if some stuff comes out with that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's, this ain't close to done. I mean, 650,000 emails and three, four, five people, six people have been implicated in that. What? You think that uh, that those six people are the only six people that sent a hundred thousand emails yeah. to Bruce Allen? <clears throat> like no, Mark if there's Davis. something else. If there's something else in there, it's gonna come out. I mean, and it's just a matter of time before those things are released to everybody, and we'll see what goes on with that. Mark Davis just needs to let this die, though. At least on the Raiders' end, this is a terrible look for him and the Raiders. Oh yeah, expect lawsuits to. Against the NFL soon. Dude, yeah, those, just those will go well. Take, like, <clears throat> look at, um, Colin hey, Kaepernick see, and, um, L, you see that L that Jackson Mahomes flashed in his TikTok dance? Just take that. Take that L. Like, it's, embar it's embarrassing. It. Like, you're right, the story's not going to die. I hope we don't have to talk about it a lot more on this podcast, because I fucking... I don't want to talk about it either, because it's just, it's... I, I don't enjoy these negative... Like, I mean, our news segment was so much bad shit. 
it's, it's it just sucks. I want to talk about I want to talk about good stuff. Our only like positive I mean, thing, and I started on Saturday night after all the Tennessee bullshit happened. I sent you a message, and it's funny that two of our biggest news stories of the week happened to be in my chump of the week. Um, I sent you a message Tuesday or Saturday night after just after the Tennessee stuff happened, like or actually probably just as it was happening, if I remember correctly, um, saying. Son of a bitch! I was really hoping we would have a news news segment where it wasn't <laughs> just ranting and awful shitty news. Mm, that sounds about right. And yeah. here it is, like three of our most of our news stories. Uh, Ole Miss, the Tennessee stuff. Ed Ogeron getting ha- having or agreeing to leave LSU. Uh, Mark Davis, Penn Simmons Penn drama. The only like, I mean. The the NASCAR recap, I mean, that goes into news just because we can't put another anywhere else in the show right now. And it's it's sort of negative because Kyle Larson's a piece of shit. Yeah, like our only positive news was the Aaron Rodgers funniness. <laughs> oh God damn it! Like hopefully next week. Come I on. I don't want to have to talk about this shitty stuff. I'm going. I mean, hey. At least next week we don't essentially have a lot of time to talk about news. We're gonna have to kind of speed through it. Eh? Yeah, you know, thank eh? we God. got Caleb, got Caleb on. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Michigan, Michigan State, potentially all undefeated. So thank God. Um, I never thought I'd be looking forward to doing a Michigan, Michigan State preview on this show, but I am because hey. it gives us a reason to not have to go through a long fucking news segment where. It's looking like, unfortunately, just... four weeks in a row now. Four or three episodes? Three. Because Th- this all started with the Urban Meyer drama three I weeks ago. I didn't think anything was stopping that this season. It just got worse. Every week it has progressively gotten worse. <laughs> Don't get it. Um, oh, God. So those are my chumps of the week. Um, Let's move on, wrap this show up. We've been going for four hours because we've had so much ranting and disruptions at this point i don't even care every single week we're just like ah yeah let's let's keep the show short (laughs) the the world has not allowed that to happen it it, it hasn't i'm just i'm just preparing for three to four hour shows every week at this point it hasn't felt like it's been four hours it's one day a week yeah It hasn't felt like it's been four hours. I like to try and keep it shorter just because it, it's easier to audio edit, but... Right. It, it, it does feel like it's been four hours, but yeah. I don't even care. One for the road. Um, Mine's simple. I talked about it last week in the F1, in the F1 segment, or F1 bed news. All right. Um, This week is the United States Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas hey. down in Texas. Um... That's it. It's Sunday, three o'clock, or yeah, Sunday, three o'clock on ABC. It's very nice. Could be a good race. Very nice, and the only time all season long that we don't have to be up at uh, four a.m. or a little bit around four a.m. Yeah, to try and catch the start of an F1 race. They've some of them this year have been a little bit better, starting at like eight. I mean, but yes, yeah. 
and, and you know Canada not being on the schedule this year hurts it. It has but. been nice though. It's it's gonna be nice though having a race at a normal time. Yeah, for sure. And I'll I'm, I'm definitely gonna try and and get into that one. I mean, we got fucking it's Sunday, so we got football on. Um, where the fuck is NASCAR this weekend? Real quick. I honestly don't know. I mean, it's Martinsville or Kansas. Kansas. I feel, I mean, <clears throat> F1, you know, this week, probably going to take priority if I'm not watching football. I have to fucking have a couple different screens going this weekend, I feel yeah. like. but So that's my one yeah, for the no, road is the... U.S. Grand Prix is a very good one for the road. I if People in certain circles shit on Circuit of the Americas. I like that track. I do, I really too. Do. I mean, they only hate it. Well, there's too much runoff area. Fucking, what do you want? It's half the F1 schedule. It's it's a it's a modern track. I like it. It is. It's not my. It's not Azerbaijan. Oh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, my hatred uh-uh. from, from from Baku comes simply out of the F1 games and the fact that I cannot turn a lap at that place. <laughs> I mean, I can turn a lap. Yeah, maybe, sh- but a whole race. Can't run a whole race yeah, and not, not fucking run it, run into something. Same with same with Monaco. I say it's not Baku, it. it's not Sochi, it's not Monaco. Oh, God. All of these oh, old, Sochi. all of these old heads like these fucking tight courses. And I don't know. Sochi isn't even on that level of yeah. Baku and Monaco. No, it's still tight though. It's it's tighter than most. It's just. It's just wide open and there's runoff there. Like, why why do people want to see these F1 cars fucking smash into walls? I, I don't get it because that's not – like, they're meant to go vroom. <laughs> they're meant to go vroom. And that's what I don't get about F1 fans. They always complain. Like, they, they want to see every race in the tight confines of Monaco where there is – you have literally one spot in the entire track for passing – but they don't like with seeing cars the, that, with cars that can't pass. But they don't like seeing the result of Monaco, where it's just whoever wins pole wins the race. Yeah. Which I don't get with uh, F1 fans. Like, oh, I, we want, we don't want tracks this wide open. We want t- tight tracks like Azerbaijan, like Baku or, or Monaco. But then when Baku and Monaco pull up. We don't like this. This is the, this was just a procession. What do you want? There's they one don't place, know. There's NASCAR one place fans, to track pass on the whole fucking track. NASCAR fans don't know what they want either, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. With the, I feel like it's racing fans more so than anybody else. It's just like they just they just complain week after week. Yeah, uh, it's tiring. Agreed. Speaking of things that are tiring, we're getting into another fan base with my one for the road that is very tiring, but not for the reason that it is my one for the road. And I can't even believe that I'm doing this. Oh, no. Tomorrow. Thursday. Noon. Oh, no. On Peacock. Oh, no. It is... WWE Crown Jewel. It, 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 this this could fall in 
to one for the road and chump of the week. I mean, fucking hell. I despise the Saudi Arabia shows. The only reason they exist is because of the Saudi Arabia oil money and Vince McMahon fell for it. But that being said, we've got ourselves a fucking card. If you're awake at noon tomorrow and able to watch this on Peacock, I mean, speaks for itself. We got three-way women's match uh, for the title. That's going to be phenomenal. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, phenomenal athletes. They'll put on a show. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, that's going to be a great one. Uh, If a belt fucking changes on on this show, I'm going to be absolutely amazed, especially for, for Roman Reigns. And, and Brock Lesnar. Brock wins that match tomorrow. I'm going to lose my damn mind. And then the main one for me, Edge, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Those dudes are absolutely incapable of putting on a bad match. Going to be fun. That one's going to be fun. <clears throat> I mean, how can it not be? <clears throat> like, you're talking about Edge, one of the best of his time who's come back from an injury after he was out nine years against Seth Rollins, one of the best of his time as well. And it's, it's just going to be an absolutely phenomenal show. I still, I gotta be up. I gotta be up before noon to watch that thing. So I still want brood edge back, but I digress. Um, I don't, it's not impossible. You know, they got the, the red painted Hell in a Cell these days. It's it's a possibility. You never know. Uh, Brood Edge at SummerSlam was a very fun thing. That Brood theme is just fucking so good. I love it. Um, What? Love it. Love it. So with that being said, that is our one for the road, and that's our show. Um, It is. Long one, but a fun one. Yeah. Fun one. Um... I agree with Jordan every week. It just seems like something comes up where we can't uh, keep it short. Can't, man. Um, I mean, we can try and keep next week short all we want, but, I mean, we got three people coming in here. We got uh, we got Caleb, a.k.a. Sparty, coming in here next weekend. Yep, I'm excited uh, for that. Mich- Michigan State fan, me and him probably are uh, going to have some strong opinions about Michigan, Michigan State. I'm, I'm here just to moderate and – keep this from going into a, a six-hour show. I mean, I don't think... We, we, I don't know if we necessarily need a moderator. I think we're very civil people, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's very much so more of a me me and Caleb thing for the Michigan State preview, but he'll be he'll be here doing everything else with us. I, I uh, will be here. The, I will be the, the true news. host. <laughs> tomorrow right or next week i, I have, mean I've, I've sent him the links uh to do the picks <clears throat> excuse me next week so he'll be doing some picks with us excellent it'll be That'll a fun be time fun. i'm looking forward to it um the rare chance we do get to have guests on i do enjoy it. like both times we've had jeff on it's been rare form it's been perfect even um, though it goes five hours it's just like i don't even care <laughs> Jeff has the, has the quote of the year on this podcast about the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> of, they can't even buy a 69. I'm going to be using that all which year. Which might 
Which might not even be true, man. <laughs> it might be true about the Arizona tonight. Coyotes, but <laughs> I don't I don't know if the Buffalo Sabres played tonight. I doubt they did after uh, last night, but they're fucking they're three and oh. Watch them lose the next like fifteen. I hey right now I, I'm saying I mean even if it's a sprinkle, put a little on the Buffalo Sabres over sixty nine. I think it was sixty nine and a half yeah. total points. Um, no, it's been, it's fun whenever we get guests on. We get to have, uh, great interactions all the time. It's something... It's a different dynamic. Adds a different dynamic. Hopefully with something we can kind of start sprinkling in more than just once every year or once every couple months. Um... I mean, we get, we got enough, we got enough friends that that would want to do this shit. Yeah. (laughs) So... Bring some people on. Uh, just takes a lot of planning. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, I that takes care of the housekeeping, obviously. I was trying to think of anybody else that we would even like have to bring on for any sort of big events like this. But I mean, we can, you know, try and bring Jeff on more than once a year. Uh, if everything goes well with Caleb, bring him on more than once a year. I say he would probably anybody. be a good fit for the, uh, March Madness preview in a few months. Uh, that would be a good idea. That would probably fit Caleb. <laughs> Pretty well, because he's a basketball guy, I think. Or at least yeah, a college I mean, he's, basketball he's guy. More, he's more in tune with college than Jeff is. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So, that, no, that's our... I mean, um, Jeff, I mean and you can't blame him. I mean, it's, he's living up in Canada. <laughs> Down in Canada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> living sure. in, as I put it on the podcast, uh, in the audio and on the YouTube video for the hockey preview... The Great Frozen Tundra of Canada, because I couldn't put the Great North, because well, it's great. The Great South here. The Great South of uh, South of Alpena, Michigan. Oh God. Um, No, you can't blame him for not paying attention to college sports. It's not relevant. No. Um. So that's the housekeeping for the week. Uh, or Caleb will be on big, next week. Um, big show next week. Looking forward to it. I'm gonna, Michigan just needs to take care of business, and we got a fucking game on our hands, boys. Yep. Undefeated, uh, undefeated state rivals. It'll oh be a boy. good time. Um, <laughs> be nervous as fuck during that game, and I'm sure I'll express that next week, man. But all I got, uh, other than that, now be a big game. All I got other than that now is um, we are two months into season five. Uh. Season five, assuming everything goes well and according to plan, will probably last well into mid-April. So we still yeah, mid-April do some MLB previews at the very least. Um, Stanley Cup previews, possibly Stanley Cup playoff previews, I should say. Right. So um, maybe a special or two when the NHL ends. And the NBA ends. I mean, they, they happen around the same time, generally. Yeah. So when they both happen, maybe smash those in uh, to, a, to a special little show there. Yeah. We um. So we do have a slate. We have kind of a marathon in front of us. I mean, we're probably looking at the calendar. We can't take Thanksgiving week off just because Ohio State-Michigan plays on the Saturday following Thanksgiving. So we might have to do that so, show on like Tuesday instead of Wednesday. 
if that's what we have to do, it's probably probably works out better for me as well. Or switch it to Friday instead of instead of Wednesday. Something I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll like, figure it out. <laughs> I couldn't tell you where the hell I'll be on Thanksgiving. So yeah, we can't. <laughs> We can't do – we probably won't be able to take that weekend off or that week off just because Ohio State-Michigan, and that is we'll the – figure, We'll figure out a time to sl- slot it in there. Yeah, Ohio State-Michigan, that that game is the entire premise of this show. <laughs> Essentially, but although you go through every single sport that we're a fan of, and it is. Pretty much. The reason it is, why, why it's the reason it's called what it is. Yeah. I'm a Tigers fan. You're an Indians fan. I'm a Pistons fan. You're sort of a Cavs fan. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Red, Red Wings fan, Lightning fan, Michigan fan, Ohio State fan, Chelsea fan, Man United yeah. fan. Goes so deep. We could keep going for a while. Um, So our next, our like first, it's distinctly possible, our first break for the season won't be until around Christmas. Um, so thank you for this first. bye week. Gotta be a bye week in there somewhere. Right. Bye weeks suck, but we gotta find one eventually. <laughs> I know, man, they do. Where does that cardboard cut out when you need them? <laughs> right. Um. Eventually, uh, we will be getting back into doing watch parties and radio style casts of games. Uh, eventually. <laughs> but with that being said, thank you for the first two months of this se- of season five here. It's been great. Every week has been fun. I know the most rigidly scheduled season we've ever done. Ah, uh, yes, that is also true. Um, every week has been fun. I've enjoyed every single week we've done. I I think Jordan can echo that sentiment. Echo. <laughs> um, and I. You're looking for. That's good enough. <laughs> um. And I'm looking forward to another more than eight episodes. All the way back a time or two between now and April. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, everybody, thank you for making us a part of your day, your night. Thank you for watching or listening, however you may be watching or listening, wherever you may be. With that being said, peace out. Actually, Jordan, do you have anything before I do hit end on this? Do you have anything to say? Um... Uh, fuck Dan Snyder. <laughs> That's peace out and stay classy, internet, and ah. fuck Dan Snyder. That is the perfect way to end this. Find the right button here. See ya. Jordan might as well sign up.